to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am going to start off right away by letting you know that we are having some line and audio issues tonight. So uh, we'll see how that's going to play out. We'll get through it one way or another, right? But just want to let you know that right up the back. If you're getting a fast, busy signal when you're trying to call in, just keep trying. Um, we've got 200 lines down into the show right now. So, um, yeah, we're working on bare bones here. But they're working on it. It'll get better. Just want to let you know, though, just in case you're wondering what's going on. <laughs> and uh, we are having, like I said, we are having audio issues. So... Um, you may have, let me know if, if you're hearing me clearly, and I'll let you know how you guys are doing when I get you on the line. All right, we uh, have some things to go over. Before we get started, I want to make sure I put out our number if you would like to call in tonight. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. I want to take a moment real quick and remind you that um, we have our, well, first of all, let me do this. Let's get this done first. I want to make sure that we have a chance, and I'm still working on the numbers and stuff. I want to make sure that we have a chance to, another chance to make sure that we thank our 2022 uh, broadcasting license sponsors. (laughs) I, I got it out there eventually. We're good. Um, I want to make sure that they get the recognition they deserve. We are switching over to our 2023 broadcasting season, and so we will be starting on a new list for the new broadcasting season. So I want to make sure that these people get their dues, right? Because it means a lot, them sponsoring the show for this last year. We've been here 16 years, and we owe this last one to them. So they are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Miss, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you that made anonymous donations in the memory of John Musicman Kays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles D.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. So thank you, all of you. We are in the midst of doing our 2023 broadcasting fundraiser, and I wanted to kind of give you guys an update on that. I am very excited. We have, hold um, up, I thought I had it pulled up. I don't have it pulled up. There we go. So we are at right now uh, 2250 raised of our $2,800 goal. So we are only like, we're like five, was it 550 Yeah. We're only $550 away from keeping our two-hour show. So if you are interested and want to throw a couple pennies our way to help keep us on 
the air for another year. You can find our fundraiser on GoFundMe. If you, you can Google Speakeasy Cafe, broadcasting license, anything like that, and you can, it'll probably post up on, on uh, GoFundMe. Or you can jump over onto my Facebook page, and if you're on my contacts list, list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, first name Nyla, last name Alicia, and you can find the fundraiser on my page. We also have, if you don't want to go through GoFundMe, because our fees are kind of high, the cleanliness are there, right? Um, You can make donations through these shows, uh, Venmo account, PayPal and their cash app. We have a, one of those set up for each of, one of each of those set up for the show. So if you're interested in helping, helping us get to that, that extra 550, I'm so excited. We are so close. Thank you, all of you who have helped make this happen. Um, we're going to be thanking guys weekly here very soon. Anyway, that's enough on that. we got stuff to do, right? <laughs> I want to, before we uh, get to our workshop portion of the show, which right now is a really good time for you to actually let me do this first. That way I can shoot this. I'm not doing two things at once. I can shoot this. Message. I'm going to play our audio track first, and uh, then I'm going to get to what I was going to do because I can talk to the tech support for a second. All right, so anyway, the track that I picked out to play, and that's because I always talk about um, – I talk about reading, 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 reading. Well, I was speaking with someone about Billy Collins, because that's who I'm reading right now. And I posted one of his poems on my page as part of my favorite poets for National Poetry Month. And I wanted to play one of his that I absolutely love, another one of his I absolutely love, and I'm excited to share them with you. You guys have heard me play him before. But this one is one of my favorites. It's about his dog. Now, I'll tell you what Billy Collins is to me real quick, you guys, seriously. He came to Portland to do a reading, a poetry reading, right, at the um, – or came to Oregon, at the college in Salem. He's going to do a reading there. And I was really, really excited. And so I, he was supposed to speak at 7 o'clock that night. So I was there at 2 o'clock and stood outside the auditorium at the college campus. So I was first in line and was the first to be front row center, right? Because I was, I was going to be front row for Billy Collins. And it's like 10 minutes to 7, and I'm still the only person in line. <laughs> but that's how dedicated I was. I wasn't going to leave, even though there was no one behind me, because dang it, I was going to be front and center for Billy Collins. Absolutely love him. So, funny story. Anyway, this is one of his poems by the, it's called The Reverend, and here you go. Thank you. And our next dog speaks in uh, something called The Revenant, which means a, a spirit that comes back to visit you. I am the dog you put to sleep, as you like to call the needle of oblivion. Come back to tell you this simple thing. I never liked you. (laughs) When I licked your face, I thought of biting off your nose. When I watched you toweling yourself dry, I wanted to leap and unman you with a snap. 
I resented the way you moved, your lack of animal grace, the way you would sit in a chair to eat, a napkin on your lap, a knife in your hand. I would have run away, but I was too weak, a trick you taught me while I was learning to sit and heal and greatest of insults, shake hands without a hand. I admit the sight of the leash would excite me, but only because it meant I was about to smell things you had never touched. You do not want to believe this, but I have no reason to lie. I hated the car, hated the rubber toys, disliked your friends and worse, your relatives. The jingling of my tags drove me mad. You always scratched me in the wrong place. All I ever wanted from you is food and water in my bowls. While you slept, I watched you breathe as the moon rose in the sky. It took all of my strength not to raise my head and howl. Now I am free of the collar, free of the yellow raincoat, monogram sweater, the absurdity of your lawn. And that is all you need to know about this place, except what you already supposed and are glad it did not happen sooner, that everyone here can read and write, the dogs in poetry, the cats, and all the others in prose. Thank you. Can you see why I absolutely adore him? I relate to his poetry so much. It's, it's incredible and deep and complex and accessible. I mean, just an amazing poet. So that's my, that's my shout out for Billy Collins for you guys to read him. If you have not already, that's my gift to you for national. Billy's my gift to you for National Poetry Month. All right. I want you to get your pens and papers out, all of that stuff, because we are about to do our workshop push portion of the show. But before we start our workshop, I want to go over quickly um, we already lost him, didn't we? Nope, we didn't. Um, Mark, I just want you to know that you are second in line. I know you have something to be getting to, so we'll get through this as quickly as possible so we can get you on this week. All right, so anyway, I wanted to go over what we are doing for the Speakeasy, uh, Speakeasy Cafe's National Poetry Month Writing Challenge Prize Drawing. Um, I want to go over this because participation directly involves the poetry prompts that I'm about to give you. So through the show each week, I will be posting on my Facebook page 14 prompts I give out on the air for that night. First, to participate in the challenge, you must be entered into, to be entered into the prize drawing. All you have to do is write a poem the 14 prompts. That's it. Write a poem using any of the 14 prompts that I give out. Second, you need to post that poem in the comments section of the post with the prompts or directly onto my Facebook page. Do not tag me. They will not go on my page. Your poem must be posted in the comments section of the prompts post or directly on my page. Posting your poem on my page gets your name put into the prize drawing once. In addition, if you come over to the show and you read your prompt on the air, you will get your name into the drawing two more times, meaning you post it and read it, you'll be entered three times 
total for each prompt you write to each week. So let's see, do the math real quick. 14 post page, read 42. That'd be 42 times per week if you did that. You can you know, just wrote one little silly haiku to each prompt, doesn't matter. But wait, there's more. In addition, and this is the real challenge, but it's worth it because it gets you triple entries. Write a poem using all 14 prompts in one poem. That's the only criteria I took the other part of the way. Just write any poem using all 14 prompts in one poem. When you're done, post it on my page, get your name entered in the drawing three times, you read it on the show, you get six times. If you do both, you get an entry nine times. They're totally worth it. That is what we're doing with our drawing this week for national part of this month for national poetry this is going to be on my page here as soon as the show's over too so you can jump over there and read through everything that i just went through if you didn't get all the criteria down for the contest all right pens papers quills ink pots whatever you need it's time for inspiration from the inkwell now as i go through these if you don't get everything written down, don't worry. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever you missed. The poetry prompts, which will be used in the contest for this month, are, and remember, by the way, these are like seeds planted. They are meant to go into poems. A prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. They must go into a poem. Beyond that, what you do is miss up to you. So let's get started. Prompt number one, sacrificing fury. Sacrificing fury. Number two, both hero and villain. Both hero and villain. Number three, standing within the last ruins. Standing within the last ruins. Four, reaching out to let go, reaching out to let go. Number five, burning bones, burning bones. Number six, leaving my shadow behind, leaving my shadow behind. Seven, painting the sky, painting the sky. Eight, the crossroad makes its own rules. The crossroad makes its own rules. Number nine, too many hands on the clock. Too many hands on the clock. Ten, prophecy of thorns. Prophecy of thorns. Eleven, wandering crows. Wandering crows. Twelve, a hundred pounds of clay. A hundred pounds of clay. Thirteen, a common, uncommon tragedy. A common, uncommon tragedy. And 14, strange boys. Strange boys. All right, remember you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can use all the lines in one poem if you're feeling real froggy. Remember to check out my Facebook page and get all of the criteria to be entered into our prize drawing for this month, the National Poetry Month. Now, do not forget, before you sit down to write poems to these prompts, do not forget to do your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. And this is something that you should do 
any time you sit down to write about anything that inspires you. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your first prompt and write it at the top of the page, top of the clean journal page. And then underneath of it, instead of writing a poem, writing a poem to it, I want you to write ideas for the poems you could write to it, at least six of them. So write at least six different ideas of poems you could write to each of the different prompts. Then go to number two, number three, all the way down to number 14. And so you have six ideas for poems for each of the 14 prompts. All right. We will not, I guarantee you, make it down to the end, by the way, without something grabbing a hold of you. And you will be off and running with an idea. And you're going to write this amazing poem. And you're so thankful because you're going to go, oh, Nina was so right. And I'm going to be going, thank you for doing your homework. We're going to get moving on to the portion of the workshop called Writer's Block is Just an Urban Legend. It's from the writing workshop that I do of the same name. It's uh, what I call your Mythbuster Writing Assignment. And I do this to dispel the myth that block even exists. It doesn't. If you can pick up a pen and scribble on paper, you're writing, therefore, how can writer's block be a real thing? It can't. What is real is the expectations we put on ourselves when we sit down to write. If we take away the pressure of having to produce a poem each time we pick up a pen, and in fact, wait, you know, let's take that even a step further. If we unshackle ourselves from the harnesses of even calling ourselves poets, admitting that first and before anything we are simply writers, Poetry is just our preferred method of expression. If we do this, then it grants us the freedom to experience writing in a, at a whole new level, in a completely different way. Nobody, think about this, nobody likes to be controlled. Nobody likes the feeling of being caged in, of being bound or powerless. Okay, calm down. It's not that kind of a writing assignment. <laughs> nobody likes being told that they just have to sit quietly inside when it's a beautiful sunny day outside, right? Do not demand that of your own creativity. We, wait, we waited a long time, think about this, we waited a long time to become adults so we could have ice cream for breakfast, right? Well, don't become that nagging parent to your muse. Instead, when you sit down to write, grab your muse by the hand, climb out the window, kick up your shoes, wiggle your toes in the grass, stomp in the creek, climb a tree, down to write, do just that, just write. Let it lead, and you follow. And believe it or not, sitting down with the intent to not write a poem, but to just write, will result in you writing many more poems than you do. I know, crazy, right? It's true. That is your Mythbuster Assignment of the Week. So, the actual assignment part of it, I'm going through this thing on. Tech support keeps distracting me. Dang that, that's squirrel. I'm not looking, I'm not looking. Put my blinders on. Okay. So anyway, your Mythbuster writing assignment for the week is today I'm going to. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. This week I want you to every day write down on top of a blank page, start out today I am going to, and then just keep writing, keep going in whatever direction your brain runs off to. It doesn't need to be factual. In fact, make it as wild or fantastical as you can imagine. Make a list of 
of make a list of several things or you can do like a full page run on sentence, write whatever. Once you start, try to keep writing for at least three to five minutes. That's all I'm asking you for. Seriously, if you can't find a three to three to five minutes to do this, to do something that feeds your creative selves, you really need, need to um, rethink some things and reclaim some of your time. Three to five minutes. You can do this. Today, I'm going to what? That's it. That's all. And that's when you're done. You go through everything you wrote during the week and create a poem and some of your meandering jot downs and write a poem called Today I Am Going To. Mm-hmm. There's some food for that. All right. That's it for our Mythbuster writing assignment. I'm going to run through this week's poetry prompts once again very quickly. They are number one, sacrificing theory. Number two, both hero and villain. Three, standing in the last ruins. Number four, reaching out to let go. Five, burning bones. Six, leaving my shadow behind. Seven, painting the sky. Eight, crossroads. The crossroad makes its own rules. Nine, too many hands on the clock. Ten, prophecy of thorns. Eleven, wandering crows. Twelve, a hundred pounds of clay. Thirteen, a common and common tragedy. Fourteen, strange boys. All right, to close this out, remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. And for National Poetry Month, if you have a poet you're reading that you would love to share with everybody, jump over onto my page on Facebook and share it. I mean, we've got a whole, our, your whole speakeasy family. The hub for your whole speakeasy family, so kind of use it like the cafe bulletin board. But post on there and let everyone know what book you're reading or what poet you're reading and, and enjoying. Like my gift to you is Billy Collins. What are you going to give me in return? Hmm? Inquiring minds want to know. All right. The other thing we're working on as our writer's discipline is every day write a haiku poem. Three lines, five, seven, five syllable count. Every day go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Pay attention to your surroundings. Jot it down when it gets you. If it's not 15 syllable or 17 syllables, that's fine. You can always go back and fix it later. All right, it's just to get it down. So uh, one haiku a day. Find your 17 syllables. All right. That's it for our inspiration from the inkwell. We have already played our recording, so we don't need to do that again. So I'm just going to get right into this. It's time for you poets. So once again, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. If you would like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code. Wow, this changed. So we're having problems with work. Let me do this real quick. Um, Cielo, 619, if you want to read tonight, press 1. You were first caller, and then now you're not in the lineup anymore. So if you accidentally pressed 1 and got out of the lineup and you want to come on, press 1 so I know it's okay to bring you on because you would be our first caller tonight. If you need a minute or you just decided to listen for a bit, that's great. Okay, we got you. And then we got, okay, I got everybody. We're all here. Good. Everyone's good. 
And uh, yeah, I'll be ringing you on first time. I always write down because we have board issues sometimes. I write everything down so you guys don't lose your places in line. Uh, so anyway, listen for your telephone or any code that I bring you on. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and your name is the to your work. You can read two poems, two regular poems right now, or uh, one really long one. <laughs> really, I've got to be careful when I say it to some people. Because um, the long poems are long. It's really long, then it would be really long. We'd have to do like a carriage. That would be a fun thing to do. One and I'll talk to you about it Okay, so anyway, <laughs> you can read two poems. When you're done reading, give out your URL. It's real important for people to know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember we have a mature rating. We do not have an adult rating. So anyway, you're bound to hear about anything here with the exception of adult erotica, hardcore porn, porn poems. <laughs> so uh, you know where that line is, don't cross it, mature rating, not adult, but be prepared to hear just about anything. All right, I'm going to give the first three callers. We have 619, followed by 731, and followed by 503. Let's go ahead and grab 619 now. You are on the air, hon. Hi, Naila. Do you mind if I go second? Sure, no problem. Bring you right back. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. So let's go ahead and grab our second caller. Dun, dun, dun. Mr. Michael Todd, are you with me? I am. Who was 513? Who was it that couldn't stay on very long? 503? 503 in a hurry? 503? Are they in a hurry? They, they, they I'm not in a hurry. What's that? I'm not in any hurry. 503 needs to get on and off. So you want me to bring them on first? If they if they need to, it doesn't matter to me. I'm very flexible. You want to, you want to ask them and see? That'll be fine with me. Okay, hang on. Hey, Mark, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you in a big hurry, or do you want to read before Mike, or can Mike read before you? He's he's offering oh, you his way. slot before you, so that you can read if you have to go. <laughs> well, you know, um, Town Poetry Project at some point here in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. But uh, if he's okay with me going first, I can go. Absolutely. That's very kind of you. Hey, man. We're all family here. Mike? Mike, meet Mark. Yeah. Mark, meet Mike. Hello. <laughs> Go ahead, and when you're ready, Meet me, dude. <laughs> Y'all are just messing with me so bad the first part of the show. I, don't, I can't even tell you. Mark, hi, honey. <laughs> Hello. Yes. So glad we got you on this week because I, I always see you on the board, but I know that you have something going on and you always have to go and I lose you. So I'm really glad you got on tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was, I was able to make it. Um, yeah, I'm, I uh, according to the Simon Poetry Project. It's a weekly Thursday night um, poetry event. So it's nice to be able to jump on a little bit early and then, and then I think it's just nice that you scheduled it on the only night you knew I couldn't come join you, by the way. <laughs> I know that was not intentional at all, was it? <laughs> no. no. Mark and I go way back, you guys. We've been poetry partners in crime 
for a long, long time here locally, and I absolutely love him. I'm glad he gets to share with you tonight. Go ahead. I'm shutting up now. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, um, I'm actually uh, going to be reading in Corvallis on we're on next Wednesday. So if you feel like a trip out to Corvallis, it'll be me and Clem Stark and David Goodrum at 7 o'clock at the Old World Deli, uh, which is a fine place. Um, okay, uh, I've got a, a, a poem here that I've been working on, and it's probably a little bit out of time because uh, this is kind of like a November poem. It's called, well, right now it's called Invocation, but I think I might change the title of it. Something like November Invocation, because it really is kind of like set to that time of year. Mm-hmm. So here's the poem. In the blue light of the beginning, when God broods over the void, well before the sun crowns or the first urges, when darkened landscapes stretch and yawn, when blackness is transformed into silhouettes, just as the sky is stilled into a polished and thoughtful ultramarine with the moon shivering overhead a slice of Thanksgiving white. At the valley floor, the Willamette sweeps a blind slate gray mirror in November chill. From flowing cascade thrones through sleeping cities, cottonwoods and oak trees, Oregon maples, dogwoods and Pacific willow, leafless and naked on the banks silently abide, while snarls of blackberry vines, crumpled leaves hold night in brittle cool. Nine bark, bare branches of Nutka rose, uncovered steeple brush. We all wait for night to be no more. Come up, come up, open your eyes or sink back into that vast ocean of sleep. Open your eyes to the cutting inside problem solutions. Open your eyes and carry yourself into a new world, new time, new person, new cells that have been created Open your eyes and cry or laugh. There is no in-between. Open your eyes. Your knees hurt or everything is fine or terrible. It's always different, always the same, but the same in a different way, the way everything is always similarly different at the beginning because this is an undiscovered country, this new day. This new occasion, new chance, new opening, new shot, this moment after waking or moment just before, it is new and without morals or rails or reason or even gravity. Until it gets those things, blessed are they who close their eyes. Blessed are they who venture forth in an icy grip. Blessed are they who dream of July or leave for warmer climes. Blessed are they who Leave the Christmas lights on all night to shine like candles to passing airplanes. Blessed are they who let the damn cat out, who walk the dog before going to work. Blessed are they who make breakfast, a real one, not just cereal, but who fry an egg or toast an English muffin or something. Blessed are they who deliver the newspaper. Blessed are they who work at the bakery. Blessed, bless the ever-shortening days. 
and lengthening nights. Bless the waiting. Bless the eyes closed resting. Bless the sleeping birds on electrical wires. Bless the raccoon that waddles through pools of streetlights. Bless the advent wreath, the prophet's candle. Bless the dreams, the nightmares, the notions that flew when eyes open. Bless the sound of pre-dawn train as it clatter clacks across Jamala Road at 5 a.m. Bless the sleeping wife whose feet rub the legs of her husband waking him. Bless the promise. Bless the anticipation. Bless the beautiful possibilities. Bless the waiting everythingness. A new day. In thy name we pray. Amen. And Tom? Yep. That was incredible. You know, it's really, it's, it was very cool for me to listen to. And I think that's one of the things that poetry is a a place do is it made it so instantly endeared to me because of all the places you talked about in your poem that were quite nostalgic. You know, I know there, I've Mm -hmm. been there. I can see it. I can smell it. I can feel it. You know, it's, it's, all of a sudden, it, it gives the reader, when it's written well, it gives the reader a sense of ownership, of belonging inside your poem. You know, and if somebody yeah, hasn't I, been there before, it's like inviting them, saying, you know, your, your words will take them, and this is something that you, you do so well, and I've always admired about you, is, is it's like, oh, no, I don't know what a kungabla is. And you'll say, oh, well, let me read you this poem, and you'll know exactly what it is, because that's how you write. You're able to completely immerse the reader in everything you're saying through the details, the, the holding the hands and walking through simple parts to, you know, to squeezing the hand tighter and pulling us through the complex. You know, you never, it, it's just amazing. I love the way you write. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I bet you're going um, to, you're going to like just come back to the show and record that and send five copies to your mother, huh? <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> Are you going to read a second one? Yeah, I have another one. Um, and this one I completed last week, uh, more or less. And it's called um, Drive 3. And this is after Will Ackerman. He has a song um, called Drive. Oddly new, sorry, oldly new faded yellow Chevrolet Malibu, price of $350 from a family friend. Me, 23-year-old with a crisp new driver's license, car checked out, no waiting, no pause to say goodbye. Just the freedom to go. There's a particular type of freedom a car bestows, to go. Just go. Just start and go. The biggest thing anyone ever did in just two letters. G-O. Start too late in the afternoon. I-5 past Mount Shasta. Pine trees wave past the naked peaks of Castle Crags. Cascades part on the Sacramento Valley's flats after Redding and Anderson. The cutoff to Vacaville. The sun bids adieu at the mothball fleet. The engine, heat light starts to shine, turn on the heater full blast, and keep the 
the gas pedal down, picking my way through the rupture of Pacific Grove's leaping streets. The next day, go home, a new home, a home by choice, a home on a couch, but a home nonetheless. The motor starts, the wheels turn, the sound of gravel crunching on the driveway. The car backs up, then change gear, the engine into a new possibility. That's the end. I love that poem. I live inside that poem. Go. Just go. Go, go, go. (laughs) I love that. Hey, can you, can you like copy paste that from somewhere and throw that in my inbox for me? Sure I can. And, and just kind of like give you the, um, so that was not a, well, that was kind of like a writing prompt. The writing prompt, I guess for me, was to listen to that song and then get in the headspace and then write. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it was kind of like a nostalgia idea of here's the song playing. I have to write during the song and whatever comes out, comes out. And so I've done a couple of those. I'll send it to you. I would love that. All right, sweetheart, I know you've got to get running for your poetry thing, so go ahead and tell everyone how to find you real quick, please. Um, MarkJansenPoet.com, M-E-R-C-J-A-N-S-S-E-N, Poet.com. That's my website. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Okay. Thank you for having me, and thank you, Michael, and everybody. Have a great evening. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye. Mark is awesome. He uh, actually helped me. He was helped me. Uh, one of the judges I brought in last year for the poetry competition for the Oregon State Fair, he was one of the judges. It was very cool. I'm going to work with him on that. All right, let's grab Michael. 731, you are on the air. Now you got to go back to that girl. She said she wanted to be second. Keeping me in line. All right, baby, I'll be right back. <laughs> I need an adult. 619, you are on the air. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. It's been a while. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, I took a little break from social media and everything. I get overwhelmed sometimes, and I just need quiet. <laughs> you know, I understand that completely. Yeah, but I'm fully recharged now, so. Well, my dear, introduce yourself to everybody and tell us what you're going to share this tonight. Okay, my name is Cielo, and I am going to share uh, this really short poem called Hide and Seek. The lively lilies wither, what for shall they adorn? The wreath of blow and glitter on Lucy's head be worn. Make hasty way come hither, for Papa is to scorn. The rebel child's vigor of dirty dress is worn. The dreamy daisies lither, what for shall they be born? On barren camps of rigor, 
for pretty shoes are torn. Make hasty way to dinner before mama shuts the door. Shut away your glimmer or it will die when you come home. End of poem. Wow. That was intense. That was amazing, Cielo. Thank you. Cielo. Help me because I don't say it often enough. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Cielo? Yeah, Cielo. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. You look good all sexy like you do. Cielo. Cielo. (laughs) I'll practice. It it means um, heaven in English. Heaven or sky. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. What's your second one, honey? Okay, the second one is called Zillious Zombies. They slurp our brain tentacles like slimy spaghetti. They throw around food stamps like colored confetti. They mold schools and media like syrupy maple. They spread news and fables like jelly on bagels. They skin in our fancies like angels of brightness. They feed on our blindness like bones with arthritis. They like to eat women with saucy discourses. They chew on our children with candid resources. They pray for the weakest with pinchers ejecting. They Cut on your body with nipers dissecting. They kill those who challenge like war of crusaders. They spin on the planet like godly creators. They, we, and a poem. Makes me think about people who just walk around like sheep, doing nothing but regurgitating things they've been programmed. You know? Yeah, that's, that, that's, I, that's exactly the, the message, yeah. Oh, good. I always hate, I, sometimes I hate getting real general because what if I'm wrong? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's like we were, we were, you know, assimilated. It was the assimile of human nature, I think, in that, that I, that I really felt strong in that. Good job. Yeah, I like how you always are, you always inter- interpret my poems, like, right, so precise. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. <laughs> Now the pressure, now the pressure, oh my God. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. I mean, I, I, it was, that's just what it made me feel. So you did a great job conveying what you were saying to the reader. That's the way to say it? Did I say that right? Did I convey my message? <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, I think I, I think I need to start writing, um, Longer poems because I I barely like heard that there's a difference between just like spoken word poetry and like regular poetry, so I'm gonna try to attempt that to write a uh, spoken poetry I guess. Do you want to hear my shortest spoken word poem? Yeah. <laughs> okay. A friend asked me one time. He said, "Could a poem be one letter, or could be could a poem be one word?" If something's one word, is that considered poetry? And I said, I told him, I said, I can do better than that. I can write you a poem with one letter. So this is my spoken word poem with one letter. The title is Narcissist. I. End poem. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there, that, that, was my, that was my performance for the night. <laughs> that was, that was. Narcissistic. <laughs> I'm kidding. The, nar- the narcissist. I. <laughs> One letter poem. Good thought. 
All right, sweetheart. Great job, honey. Please do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you because they definitely should do that. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram or TikTok as poetry underscore cielo, and you spell that C-I-E-L-O. Perfect. And then it's a wonderful day when Jimmy brought you to us. Really enjoyed getting to know you and your work. I, I'm hoping that you can come back more often because it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. And thank you for always bringing me back because my, my uh, line always gets cut off. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Michael. So graceful I'm doing this, you guys. <laughs> 731, you are now on the air again and again. Hey, that girl that was just on, Cielo. Uh-huh. Dude, she's a meter machine. My gosh. It's like a it's like a walking metronome. It blew my flipping mind. You know, I'm really <laughs> you know, right. I was thinking about okay. that when you, she was reading that you'd like her. Oh gosh, yes. Yes. It was uh man, it was it was pretty amazing and awesome. I loved it. I did. Too bad she's not on Facebook. I don't have an Instagram. I don't even know what that is. Anyway. I'll just catch yeah, her on I here. I've never logged in. I don't, I've never yeah. done anything with it ever. Yeah, I'll catch her when she rambles back through. I'm always here one way or another. You mm-hmm. tickle me every time you talk about your, you, you know, you saw about the narcissist poem. Makes me want to go find the poem I wrote for you called The Happy Narcissist that you loved, by You wrote the way. it for me? Oh, God, yes. Who else? I mean, did you have written <laughs> You have to listen. To, you have to listen to the words. I take Am up I for the narcissist? What are you guys telling me? <laughs> you, you agreed when I read you the poem twice. Twice. It's a compliment. I love people You're who happy. are confident, confident and take charge. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. I think that's I'm a different kind of I'm going to read you a poem I wrote. It's for my daughter, my youngest daughter. Now, you got to understand something about Kate. She loves fried chicken, but she does not want fried chicken with a bone in it, okay? I know a lot of people that will not touch Kentucky Fried Chicken if it's got a bone. But if it's chicken strips, you can't, you just can't go wrong. So, uh, anyway, called her up one day, said, hey, you want me to bring lunch? And uh, she goes, yeah, we got mine. I said, how about Kentucky Fried? She goes, that would be wonderful. So this is called By the Gallon for Kaylin. I can make your mortal wishes happen. At the expense of letting someone down, hands on the wheel, firm on two and ten, passed from back road to boulevard in town. Knowing how you feel about bones in hand, I will honor what is a sacred request. The deal is going to go down as planned to distinguish host from honored guest. Promise kept was once promise made. Without asking, we get nothing nice. Your request is a walk in the shade with you like lemon or extra ice. In point. I love that. I love that. It's nice when someone listens. 
I'm finding stacks and stacks of these things I've written that I forgot about that just really didn't have a place. I'm thinking about posting a blog with a whole stack of stuff like this, which was really short things, and just basically putting a, a, a small chat book in as a blog because nothing else is going to happen with it. One of these days I'll be gone. At least it'll be out there. So there's, there's that. I read this a year ago, and it crashed, and it burned, and it didn't work because dialogue does not work. Spoken word does not work. One person reading parts of four, okay? But it was just so much fun for me. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again to get it right. Just make up four, four voices. Well, I can't do that. I can guess I can change an inflection or two. Anyway. This is, uh, I wrote this six years ago, okay? And I wrote it a few days after I had what was termed a, a bad heart attack, okay? That's like, you know, where I pass out and fall, but I don't ever, don't, don't ever pass out in the bathroom because everything's a fixed object. That's how you get your first black eyes. Uh, but anyway, from that experience in that day, I always thought, you know, I just, I just passed out, in your face, I look concussion, you know what else. I keep going from place to place, get ambulance rides. They're like, we're going to do surgery in the morning. And this man goes, no, we're not. It's now or never. You go through it, and at the end, some surgeon looks at you and goes, you really had a bad heart attack. And at that point in time, it kind of becomes real, okay? But still, it was never really real. And, and uh, there's a part of me that to this day has a suspicion that I'm in a coma and everything that's happened since then has just been a dream because there's a whole lot of things that just don't make sense. Who could have dreamed up COVID, okay? There's just a lot of things. Am I making any sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, since that time, borderline diabetic, always just on the cusp, okay? Uh, diagnosed with prostate cancer, but it's, dormant. It never moves. We check it every three months. It's just crazy things that happen. But all the while, people say, you don't look as old as you are, and you don't sound as old as you are in any way. The four people in this little act are Salon New Love and Tyler from from MySpace, okay? From Blogophilia, okay? And Salon and Tyler have been writing together and in our writing groups since they got here. Okay, Kyler Murph brought in Salon right behind him. They grew up in a town called Centerville in Ohio. I live not far from a town called Centerville in Tennessee. And the cool thing about Centerville in Tennessee is when you go in Interstate 40, you get off at the Turney Center, the Turney exit to where prison is, and you go south to Highway 100, and you turn left, and you go into Centerville, okay? And along the way from the interstate to Highway 100, you cross the Duck River an odd number of times, and that has always blown my mind, okay? I have never come to grips with that in 25 years of making these trips, that it's not an even number. Okay, sorry, I got off on a little tangent. Never mind that. The other person <laughs> besides myself, the other person besides myself is Candace. Candace, a close friend of Caitlin, the girl, the chicken poem, the daughter. 
Candace came to the house, and the Australian shepherd that lived there, my dog, was just showing out. I had to go outside, and I had to talk him down and, and escort her in the house. He was so mad at her. I mean, he was he was he didn't last long after that. Okay, he died of meanness. But anyway, she comes in the house. Candace is blonde. She's wearing all black. He goes, "What's wrong with him? Why is he so mad at me?" And I looked at her and I said, "Candace, he probably took one look at you, and thought you were the angel of death, and thought you were coming for him." That was all it was ever mentioned. She laughed, went upstairs, and in the store. Okay, I wrote this just a few days after coming home from the hospital from that final curtain excerpts, Act Three, final curtain. Tyler and Salon. Tyler says, "Almost time for the curtain to ascend." Ascension is misunderstood. How is that? Theater curtains do not ascend or descend. Right. They go from side to side. Exactly. Does a curtain rise or fall? It depends on whether the scene opens or closes. That is conflicting. If you don't have conflict, it can't be a good story. I have conflict with these lighting instructions. What does it call for? Ethereal between daylight and dark. Dream state. Curtains. You mean death? No, I mean curtains opening. Candace to Michael. I have a question for you. Seriously? I've been answering questions for days. Doctors, nurses, orderlies, dietitians, ambulance drivers, and an array of others just fire away at will, and I ace the exams every single time. I could have won a small fortune on a television game show. They tried every imaginable way to trip me up, but in every instance, I knew my name up to including nicknames and my age and date of birth and where I was born and where I was at any given point in time, even real time like now, and I knew blues from greens and even from odd, and if they had asked me about MacArthur Park and what it was was and what the metaphor, I would have told them in no uncertain terms there was no metaphor, that it was all authentic, as stated, up to and including leaving a cake out in the rain, and Susan took that recipe, and if she ever shared it again, it was with someone else. Candace said, tell me about when we met, what Tell me about how we met. That's my question. You sent me a registered letter from your church telling me all about a man named Simpson and how he was a drunken loiterer who would spend his time nearer about the porch steps and how he stood out as an example to the youth of the neighborhood as to what a life led wrong can lead to. You told me Simpson had died. You asked me if I would consider taking his place. That never happened, at least not with me. Are you sure? Once more, tell me about our initial meeting. I met you at the roller skating rink. When I fell to the floor while trying to lace up my skates and broke my arm, you came to my rescue. When the ambulance people came to roll me away, you were kind enough to tell them, he's over there somewhere. I've never forgotten that kindness. 
I did not roller skate. That was not me. Have you ever been to Ohio? Last chance. Tell me how we first met, please. We met as itinerant farm workers in southwest Texas. No one could handle produce as skillfully as you. You taught me all the tricks of the trade. I taught myself how to juggle bell peppers in an effort to impress you, but you paid me no mind. Boy, you are a three-ring circle. Let's try this another way. I'm not giving up. Answer another question for me. Did you enjoy your Easter weekend? Well, gosh, yes. I got to see my family. They came to my house. We went to church and out to lunch. Had the biggest time in. Michael, how tall is the Easter bunny? Raising hands. It depends. Do you count the ears? That's the correct answer. The only correct answer. Really? Now, one last time. How did you and I meet? I really don't know. I'm sorry, but that's the correct answer as well. Congratulations. So where do we go from here? We go nowhere. I go, you stay, end of story. Well, before you go, answer one question for me. Ask away. When I drive to Centerville, how many times do I cross the Duck River? Seven. As the curtain closes, the line leads to Tyler and says, he was right. Seven bridges over the Duck River. How do you know that? Because he told me so. Are you the girl in Ohio? You're a good skater. <laughs> I really am. In peace. I can't even tell you what that did to my heart listening to that. That was incredible. Oh my gosh. Michael. Hey. Wow, that is so endeared to me now. You send me a copy of that? Sure will. I love you so much. You're so good to me. Thank you. Mm. All right. You know what time it is now? I know what time, time you're going to say it is. Time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Anybody wants to come see me, come see me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D -D is how you spell Mike Todd. Because in my space, we have really bad spelling issues, and that was before they had spell check. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Absolutely loved your reads tonight. Thank you, ma'am. Bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Wow. All right. Our next caller is Mr. Jimmy Ray. Or no, our next caller is Rich, then Jimmy Ray. Okay, so Rich, you're next. I put that in the chat room. I don't know if you saw it or not, but you're coming up now. And then we've got Jimmy Ray Davis. And then following Jimmy Ray, we have, looks like Eric Sheldman at 903. All right. So let's go ahead and grab Rich, see if he's ready to come on. Rich, are you there, hon? Yeah. I was good. If you want to, go ahead and take Jimmy and I'll jump in after Jimmy. I'm, 
I'm coming through to uh, one of the most violent cities in America, and I ain't got but seven rounds. Okay, we'll come back and get you in a minute, honey. <laughs> yeah, I get stopped up here in a little bit. Wait. All right, sweetheart. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> you guys you guys are just really really making sure I'm on my toes now, aren't you? Okay, let's grab Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis. Lila, Jimmy Ray Davis, Hi, the word machinist. Indeed uh, it is. How are you? I'm I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm always doing I try to always do well and then for some reason when I get in, you know, listen to the show is nice and I'm listening to the poets and we had Mark. He was great. Say hello. That's my gal right there. She is just so wonderful, so expressive. Glad she's back. And uh, Michael yeah. Todd, come on. I mean, it, it, he can talk about the real poets, but that man, I don't think I know. There's very few. I'd be hard-pressed to know any more real than Mr. Todd because, you know, to tell it like it is and do it in the, with the poetic sense that he has is just absolutely amazing. And Rich is coming up. But, you know, when you click that button and I hear unmuted – all of a sudden, my day just gets better. <laughs> Good. And it's a beautiful thing. Exactly. Really. So, uh, Nyla, we um, talking a bit, a little bit about your favorite word machinist poem, which is Wildwood. Absolutely, and and I have, and we talked about develop me developing that into a full fledged story along the lines of Abattoir. And, by Joshua and such. Mm-hmm. So last week I did read the first companion piece to that, the first person, in fact, returning to Wildwood, the now abandoned, closed Wildwood Motel. Um, that's going to be the setup for the main story, All or, or many of the main players will be returning. Um, I will give you a little bit of a hint. Marvin is coming back. We know Cheryl's coming back because I read that poem already. Uh, I haven't made a decision on old German Helga yet. Uh, the Butcher Brothers, one will be coming back, not both. And uh, one of your favorite, <coughs> one of your favorite characters from that saga is the subject of the first poem today, and that is, can you guess? Um, cigar stand. That's the one, Cigar Stand, the Cigar Man, and this poem is called Cigar Stand. This is our second poem uh, in the continuation of Wildwood. Howdy, folks. My name is Stan. They call me the Cigar Man. I used to do maintenance work at this old place in no man's land. I got a crazy wandering eye, really just a defect from birth, but I'm, I'm a simple guy. Loud when I get my drink on, but otherwise painfully shy. I worked at this old place out in the sticks, a motel that felt like a burrow in hell. Something just off there, like a sleeping evil. But there were some nice folk living about, some unsavory types as well. Cheryl was always friendly, but her eyes, dark and brooding, seemed to have a story to tell. (laughs) And they all laughed when Debbie invited me in for some Dutch apple pie. Thought on the sly we was bumping uglies that night. She was a sexy gal, for sure, but the crack demon had aged all that had been pretty and pure. We talked for hours, then she took a shower. Well, I finished my slice. It was real nice, though we never did it again. I'm thinking she just needed a friend. 
And little Marvin used to fuck with me, but he was a nice kid. And his pit bull pup, McGay, was the sweetest dog ever. I never knew the butcher boys, but they made a lot of noise, blasting that heavy metal shit. I didn't get it. I was more tuned to a different level. Like me, some John Prine and the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. What was that lyric they they tell? If you want to get to heaven, you got to raise a little hell. Hell, it's been so long. I've been lonely but strong, never counting the tools I lack. Except now I got to go back. I had some crazy dream about a fucking clown lurking in the woods, (laughs) probably jerking off. Anywho, against all reason, I'm headed there to that place where secrets remain to tell. That forgotten corner of hell, the Wildwood Motel. In peace. I love that. That is so well written. The way you worked your rhymes. The (laughs) rhymes in there just fell so well and were unpredictable. And, I mean, you just did real, just consistent, strong throughout that entire piece. That was amazing and awesome and wonderful. And I love it so much. Thank you, Donna. And you know, it was, it's funny because I, I knew that Cigar Stand would be next, and, and I was kind of dragging my feet, so I wanted to get that going. And I, and I approached this one a little differently. Rather than uh, try to start a narrative and work that out as a poem, I literally, before I ever write, wrote anything down, I just sat in my car. I was at lunch at, at work, and I was sitting in my car, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to be Stan for a minute. And I started talking, introducing myself, talking about the Wildwood. And so many things naturally fell into rhyme that I had to just stop talking and start writing so I didn't lose it like we always talk about. And, um, yeah, I liked it. I liked the way it came out. And, uh, you know, I like, it's kind of nice for fans of the original poem and especially as we get going with more of the story. Uh, we, you know, we've got Cheryl in there. We've got, you know, you always love that part where shit where uh, Debbie the crack whore invited him in for some pie and now we got a little more insight into what happened there. So, uh yeah, a lot of fun. Just having fun with it, like we're supposed to do, right? It's all supposed to be a blast. And it is. I am so – you have no idea. I, I mean, I've always been a fan of your poetry, but Wildwood, I heard that eons ago when we were just pups together, you know? It's and what, it's been my, my – it's always been my favorite. And I can't, can't even tell you why. It's just always been my favorite. And then to, all these years later to – because I think things like that, yeah. you know, it's, I, it's like the human story and things. You hear a poem and it's got these characters in it. And I always wonder about them, except for Blueberry, because I sure as hell know what happens to her. But I always wonder about, you know, when someone reads a poem like that, you know, and now it's like I get to know the rest of the story. I get to go in and poke around and prod around and learn things. And, and you know, it's, I'm just really, really excited about this project, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's- it's honestly, it's it's so much fun, and it's and and the, and I think the the coolest thing for me is that I don't, and, and probably because it's 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 a very interesting way to tell a story in different poems that you will eventually piece together and you might order them slightly different, but at, rather than writing you know a novel, uh, because I don't have anything mapped out. There's nothing planned. It's literally developing. I have some ideas. I have a few little inklings out there where I'm going with it, but. Um, so it unfolds as I write it. So it's, it's just like I, somebody else is writing it and I'm hearing it and that makes it so much uh, fun and interesting for me. Now, uh, we're going to shift gears. I've been trying to do this a little bit. We got a little upbeat. We got a little downbeat. We got a little serious, uh, 
And we're going to go a little serious. And this is a poem I wrote today, which makes it probably one of the newest I've read on the show, like in terms of how soon it was written, as you know, leading up to when I got on the air. And this was written today uh, after I read a news story. And it's, uh, it struck me uh, very emotionally. And it, just, it was one of those things that just grabbed me, pulled me, and I, I literally stopped where I was and started writing. And this is what came out. This is called Yesterday's Garbage. We saw you do it. We all saw you. How could you do that? You didn't even place the bag gently in the dumpster. Just heaved it up over the side like yesterday's garbage. You didn't have an episode. You didn't black out. You drove up and calmly got out. Bag in hand, tied closed, like taking out the garbage. Yesterday's garbage. Thank goodness for those scavengers. You know, the kind you would call trash. They are people. Your baby is too. We saw them just as we saw you. They heard a sound. Gently set that bag on the ground, carefully opening it, finding your child. One cradled him lovingly as one called the authorities. You know, like normal people would. He was not yesterday's garbage. I hope your punishment, swift and stern, I think it should be attempted murder. And for anyone saying, but you don't know her situation, I will look them in the eye and say, I don't fucking care. You see, you lost the opportunity to sell a lie. We saw you. We all saw you. How could you do that? The footage doesn't lie. You didn't cry. You were very calm as you casually threw away yesterday's garbage in the guise of your newborn, your own child, knowing, knowing he would die. And you didn't even cry. He would have perished if not for them, the scavengers, the ones you call trash. They saved his life. They cared. We saw you on the stand trying to act sorry, trying to give excuses, all about you, without a thought to your baby boy, who you condemned to die. And still, you didn't cry. I did. But I watched what you did when I watched the street trash rescue yesterday's garbage. I have only one thought as the scene fades to black. How could you do that? In peace. Wow. That was intense. There was a story about that. I mean, that actually, that, I, I don't know if that's what you're referencing, a true life thing, but you know this really happened. Yeah, it, 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 it's a news story that I read today. It, it didn't just happen. This particular story didn't. Um, this was, I yeah. think, no, early you and I last read this year. time ago. Why? Yeah. Yeah, and this one, and, and what got me, I think what struck me, we've heard stories like this, and they tear me up, and I've written about the I mean, Iron Horse Angel. Um, and, uh, but, 
I think what tore me, what got me most about this was seeing the actual, uh, I think they, they just released the security footage is why I'm seeing it now, mm-hmm. even though this happened back. And, but to just, to see the, this person pull up, like, like it was nothing, just pull up to the garbage cans and that it, it, it just, you know, twisted something inside and I just, I had to stop watching it and that's when I, um, and I knew I had to write it, you know, write about it. So, and this, and this was kind of a, this is done in a very, uh, there's no breaks, there's no stanzas, it's just a run on and, um, it's exactly like it, 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 this harkens back quite a bit to the MySpace era for me of of not editing. Not that and we talked about that. Editing is good, but in this particular case, this was just an outpouring. And for the most part, except for just a tiny bit, of, uh, a little bit of cleanup and a line switch at the end, um, this is that's how that's what my feelings were as they came out. So I want to make sure to read that tonight. Wow. Well, it got me. Well, it I had to show it. How's that for a response? Have you ever had someone tell you that? Your poem pissed me off. Yeah, I had someone tell me that when I read Blueberry. Your poem pissed me off. <laughs> you know what I was just about this poem? What I liked about it the most was the baby lived. Yeah, and and the baby did live in real life. <laughs> a lot of times they, a lot of times they don't. Well, I know it's supposed to blueberry, but blueberry was also a story. I'd rather have a fictional baby die than have a real one die. So, um, anyway, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was deep. It was, it was something that, and that's it. You know, we said it before. Reaction. You know, I said it in the poem I just did recently, Ink Spiller. I got to send you the. Uh, video, but, um, you know, to make you laugh, to make you cry, to make you rejoice, to make you happy. All of those reactions are good from a poet because this is what we're, if you, I mean, when you can create emotion and connection like that, that's what we've talked about before, the power of words. So, but now that I've rambled enough, uh, listen, Word Machinist, Instagram, TikTok, Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry on Facebook, got a wonderful, telling you guys, if you haven't been over yet. I've met, there's some, Jessica's over there. She's part of it. Michael ch- chimes in um, on, on my poetry over there, especially too. And uh, but we're really building something very close to. It feels like uh, the MySpace days as close as we can get to that. So check it out. And Nyla, thank you as always for having me on. Thank you, sweetheart. Absolutely, my pleasure. Did a fantastic job. Um, should be a message too. In case I forget, if you don't hear from me by tomorrow, I want to ask you about doing a workshop with me. Okay. Will do. Okay. All right, now, love you. Take care. Fantastic job tonight, hon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now we have, let's get Rich at 850. You are on the air. Are you ready, hon? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm as ready as I'm going to get. Jimmy, if you're still listening, remind me to tell you a story about the Dar- Ozark Mountain Daredevils. But, uh, Nyla, I'm going to admit right off the bat, I do not have my long piece ready. Uh, I've kicked a couple of things around, but 
Uh, it, it honestly sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher reading the tax code. It is just not good. So uh, <laughs> I will I will come up, I will come up with something eventually. But uh, I got two little speed bumps for you, and we'll roll on. But uh, I uh, the last two weeks have been pretty hectic. The last couple of days, two or three days have finally eased up, but. Uh, the major chapter for my divorce, we closed on selling the house finally uh, about 10 days ago. That was a uh, that was a major ordeal, and that's kind of where this first piece came from, was the relief of when the title company said that the transaction was funded and it was over. And somebody else owned that godforsaken house. Uh, uh, I wrote this uh, that evening. <clears throat> no longer incarcerated with rebellion in my bones. The ghost with a frostbite smile lifts her boot off my chest. Love never given has honeyed my blood. I'm still on my back as pain steals off and rain falls through me. And I drink of the waters that flood the night to cleanse my tongue of the ash from so many fires ago in peace. Amazing. Little poem, big pun. Thank you, ma'am. That's kind of what I, uh, that's kind of what I go for. But uh, the uh, second one, uh, I don't remember what I named this one. I don't remember what the other one was either. I don't remember the titles. Uh, I've been I've been catching myself rhyming a lot here lately. It's kind of annoying, but when a write starts rhyming, I just have to roll with it. I can't I can't make it stop. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, oh, this is called The Wreckage of My Dreams. Vibrations of the moon entwine mounting screams, silver sounds of light and wreckage wreckage of my dreams. Wet wings are wrung from rain's halfway winds. The clock's engine toils for hands that blindly spin. A poetry of passion and wounds bitterly mended now lies amongst the rubble of walls so poorly defended. Envies. Wow. You know, I, you can regardless of the length you want because they're amazing. You know, you never have to apologize well, for the length of your pain, honey. Well, I think yes. Just, it is what it is. Oh, I, oh, oh, uh, hell, I don't even remember what I was going to say now, but, oh, uh, I enjoyed enjoying everybody's reading so far. I'm on I'm on try to uh try to stay online with the show as long as I can. I'm gonna hit a a dead every about forty five minutes or so but I'm gonna listen in as long as I can. Uh, can't obviously I can't join the chat room I'm driving but, um, Yeah. I'll, uh, well I'll put you on hold so that you can I'll keep listen. listening, but you just drive carefully, okay? Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. And, uh, 
y'all uh, have a good one, and we'll see you. We'll see you next Thursday. I hope. Most definitely. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you so much for making the the time and effort to be here like this. It means a lot. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, y'all peace out. All right. So our next caller, as I said, is Eric Sheldon. After that, we have Brother O, and then following them, we have – where did Rebel Jones go? There he is. We have three – we have Brother O, three, four, six. I'm going to have to look. Okay, so anyway, our lineup right now <laughs> – <laughs> we have Eric at 903, and we have 219-346-203-419. Kind of gives you, gives you an idea how much time you have. All right, let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Eric Seldman, the Poetry Monster. Grrr. Okay. 903, you're on the air. Nine oh three, are you muted? Yeah, sorry about that. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shelman, the Word Monster. Rah! Oh, that's right. Word I had Monster. Earlier. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's right. Rah! But you guys don't know is when we say rah, that's we we're, that's that thing. I love you, because rah means that's I love you in dinosaur. <laughs> that's correct. Precisely. Yeah. All yep. right. So, how are you doing, Nyla? I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited to see what you've created for us tonight, Tantalize Us. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a long week. I'm glad for it to almost be over. So, All right, well, i got two uh, homework assignments. And if I can, I'd like to read a new collaboration with Gina, Carrillo, and myself after that. If not, it's fine. I understand. So we're going to start off with the, Is online? the second. Huh? Is she online? No, she's not online. She's on therapy. She's in therapy right now until oh, okay. nine. Still trying to get her on the show, but if not, it's fine. We can wait until another time. I just wanted to get the homework done that I already did. Yep, you, you have time to read both mm-hmm. as long as they're not super long. All right. Well, these are the fourteen lines on each one that you did as a contest. So here you go. So I got uh, so I got these. Uh, so the first one is Voodoo Row. Prophecy of Thorns, One of the Unburied Dead, Twilight Illusion, Illusion, my bad, Painting Her Face, Ghost Rider, These Shackles I've Made, Crack in the silent, Silence, There Are No Secrets, Ghost of Summer Sol- Solstice, I Knew I Would Be Back, The Witch Light, Locked in a Jar, Shadows became, Become to Tames. Those are your props that you had and here we go and i put them all together and made most of them are haikus there's a few tonka and sudoka because some that wouldn't fit in the haiku unfortunately but they're pretty close all right voodoo hoodoo rose practicing ceremonies growing towing lines the thorns prophecy prophesied warns newborns who eat corn are scorned and horned she was a being one of the unburied dead became scavengers gourmet twilight illusion shadows foregone illusions confused con- confused c- conclusions sorry 
painting her face with Warriors' spelled protections, witches, potions, brew. Ghost Rider is not me, but eyes, word monster, juggling, leathers, words. These shackles I've made, I'm breaking out of today and freeing myself. Cracking the silence, whacked hard by, hard with a demi lance, tacks and packs on racks. There are no secrets here. We share our stories and everyone listens. Summer Solstice's ghost visited and feasted with Winter Solstice's ghost. I knew I would be back, she replied with a laugh and wide-eyed stare and grin. The witch light burns bright with the magic and science of our sun's fusion. First locked in a jar, next boxed in a car, then turned into drinking bar. Shadows become to tames, maiming, blaming, and naming, shaming me. That was the first one. And we got the second one. Oh, that's by me, uh, written by Eric Shellman, the word monster. So this is the second one. Uh, should be your second uh, contest. We got the tiny people in living, living in my teacups. At least there's a dog in this poem. Something needs to be said. I am the monster you created. So maybe I'm not okay. Pen and sword. One of us is lying. This is why I don't socialize. Riding on the wall, the road back, new moon, old blood. Thirteen doorways, a poet's guide to mon- to murder, the big reveal. The tiny people living in my teacups are fairy folk joking. At least there's a dog in a poem, uh, in this poem. I replied, done reading. Now here and there is something that needs to be said enjoy life fully hate or love it yes i am the monster that you've created molded all righty then and so maybe i'm not okay as i let on to pen and sword which is mightier they both have the same characteristics i must wonder if one of us is lying who you him her or me is this this is why I don't socialize because my mind's arguing civil wars. Writing on the wall said, "Do whatever makes you." you uh, sorry, said, "Do whatever makes you to become happy." The road back led us. Old man Jack of Irish lore, wearing his backpack, new moon, old blood, told brood noon and teenage flood. Boldly and coldly, 13 doorways led us to haunted hallways where ghosts, goblins appeared. Now read this newest work, A Poet's Guide to Murder, Killed People in Poetry Instead of Real Life. The big reveal is today, and it will show the best creative work, written by Eric Shellman, the word monster. All righty, there's those two. I love them. Thank you so much. I love the poet's guide to murder. Can you imagine? Yes. All right. Getting up and writing, you know, there's a show like that where everything he wrote in the book happened. I yeah. I remember what it was. Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell had a movie like that. It's called Stranger Than Fiction. I don't know if you've seen that one or not, but uh, 
so he wrote he wrote his life story but he didn't know that everything was coming to be and he actually found that there was a narrator writing his story and he actually goes and meets her too it's pretty crazy <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah it's pretty awesome but yeah that's what i got for tonight um uh, i just wanted to read those two since i have them and i'll be getting the next round four uh next as soon as i can hopefully i'll be here on the next show too do i got time for one more or no if not, that, it's all right. That was two, right? Yeah, that was two. That was both homework, too. Oh, that's right. One of them's homework, so you can read one more. You're no, right. No, both of them were homework. Yeah, both were, both were homework. Yeah, so if you, you could read two yeah. poems. Yeah, and you got in the drawing for that. So the rule is if you bring your homework, if you bring a poem written to your prompts, you can read your two poems you're going to read normally and then read your homework. So you get to read one more. And then read one more, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. I was just making sure. All right, so here we go. Mm -hmm. I sent you two photos. I don't know if you've seen them yet. So they are, uh, I guess, uh, death god and death goddess is what I want to call Um some of them, one's like skeletony, and the other one is isn't, but they have flowers over them. Uh, and uh, so I, I found these two photos, and uh, Gina Carilio, Carilio and myself, and also known as Black Widow, um, we like to find photos and send them to each other and go from there and make up a story. So this is our eighth collaboration. It's called Our Myth here forth and forthwith. Death god and death goddess are we, golden, embellished, drunk off the blood of our enemies, underworlds, necropolis rulers. In love we fell under the crescent moon. We reigned and still reign as top-tier hierarchs, growing together while flourishing, deigning, gaining, Feigning, lost souls, servitudes, conquering worlds above and under, damnations, tortures, torched and scorched, burning down bridges that do not serve us, grounded, bounded, pounded, grounded, together we are locked, our legend will be mocked, clowned, mounded, grounded, and sounded, only the passion within us keeps us alive, even if it is beaten, battered, and tattered daily for all eternity. Collaboration by Eric Shulman, The Word Monster, and Gina Carilia, Black Widow, that's in peace. That was awesome. I was reading along as you were reading that. That was incredible. I was trying to figure out which parts were which, but you, you guys were seamless. Yeah, well, she changed. Yeah, she changes it all. So what happened was I wrote my first, I wrote, because we usually write, well, I write once, I wrote, we, well, our first seven, we did the typical, it's not a bad thing, it's not a typical bad way, but we did one stanza, she did one, I did one stanza, and then she did one, and then so we only did four stanzas. But, um, so we did it that way, and so this time I wrote, <laughs> all my lines at one time and she separated them and then she put hers in and wanted to have them interlaced and uh and basically like chain poem i guess you could call it that so it's it's pretty badass uh the way it turned out too so it's pretty cool 
Well, thank you so much. I'll I look forward to the, this week's or this week's next week's uh, or this week's props. I guess you could call it that. Or next week's props uh, for your for your contest. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I'm doing. Uh, I'm still working on my poetry book. I finished my May Day. I finished my Sal Wayne, and I'm working on Labor Day right now. Uh, I'm also going to be. I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. So you remember a poem you had me write as an assignment that you loved and that because I had read Labor Day poem and it was all about the working man and working women too. But you had asked me to write the unsung heroes, the unsung laborers of uh, the world. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was about mothers, so. I did my Mother's Day poem already too, but I'm not. I'm waiting until the actual day or the whenever it lines up with your show. So, but anyway, so I have uh, three. I think I have, yeah, I think I have five more holidays, and then I'm moving on. And then um, I still got 40 more poems to go, so I'm still getting after my book. It's just a matter of time. So hopefully I'll be getting that. Uh, and there, there are the longer ones that I've been doing. So so I've been working on and then a few other writing prompts that Gina tags me in and a few other people too. So but anyway, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks for everything you do for us, Nyla. Have a great night. Great weekend ahead. Great Friday. Hey, I like that uh costume you made, the fairy one. I just saw it tonight. Oh, thank you. That was thank pretty you. cool. You're welcome. Well, I like a lot of the I like a lot of the costumes you do too that I've seen. Well, but, uh, let me know yeah. what you want to do for Halloween. Maybe I'll make you like a word monster Halloween costume, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Actually, I actually got some stuff in the in the my mind about word monster, so maybe we could. Yeah, I could talk to you about that, and uh, and then I could do. Uh, a portrait or something because I want to have eventually want to have author author page off outside of social media so that people can read my stuff on it too. Uh, it'd be nice to have me dressed up as a word monster and I got an idea with that and it'll kind of be like where the wild things are and I'll wear plaid and I'm going to have word on my in my mouth like a little uh, not a poster but card or something on the mask and then people will have to get you know word monster so also i want to write uh i want to write a poem about being the word monster too so that'll be fun but yeah no definitely i'll get with you on that that'd be cool i'll get with you on that later and uh have a great night have a great weekend and i'll try to be on the next show and i'll get the next ones going and also i'll uh Put that. I put all those on your. I thought I put all those on your page. I'll double check later to make sure. I know I put the first week and the second week on there. So, and I did tag you in, in all one spots too. So you can uh, find me on Facebook. And it's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. And you can. I got a like page. Do the same thing. Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. I'm on allpoetry.com. So Eric has uh, the word. It's Word Monster. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram. You can find me there. It's Eric Shellman, the Word Monster, as well. 
find me on Poetizer. It's the Eric Shellman, the Word Monster. And I believe that's it for now. So that's what's going on. So well, thanks for having me, Nyla. Have a great night. Love you. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you have, next week, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great one. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Our next caller is 219. You are on the air. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, How you doing, Oh. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. You sound great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. What do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? This poem is called I Desire That Real Type of Love. This is one of my love action poems I wrote several years ago. I desire that real type of type of love where I can hold you tight in my arms while we cuddle, hug, and kiss on the couch for hours. I desire a real type of love where I don't mind going into the kitchen to cook your favorite meal and serve you as your personal waiter, personal waiter with candlelight on the table. I desire a real type of love where we can enjoy watching our favorite movies and television shows on demand, along with snacks, while as we enjoy quiet evenings at home. I desire a real type of love where we could go on a cruise, go out for a walk on the beach at a park, take a walk in downtown Chicago, go near a body of water. I desire a real type of love where we could spend quality time as a couple at a concert, at a restaurant, at a, at a movie, at a poetry event, on a road trip with our families and our, at, at our favorite places. I desire that real type of love we can text, inbox, and call each other several times a day. I desire that real type of love where we talk for hours at a time until we fall asleep. I desire that real type of love where we can laugh or cry without shame and express our feelings in the open. I desire that real type of love where we can share our dreams, goals, visions, aspirations, and put it and to put a together a plan of action. I desire a real type of love where we can discuss our secrets, shortcomings, securities, weaknesses, and fears with clarity and transparency. I desire a real type of love where we can have the space to be honest and upfront with each other. I desire a real type of love where I refuse to be the other brother on the side of the brother with inside the benefits or placing the friend zone permanently. I desire a real type of love where I had zero tolerance from lying, being played, tricked, used, taken advantage of, and abused. I desire the real type of love where we as a couple stand together in times of tragedy, challenges, and adversity and sickness. I desire the real type of love where we as a couple stand together through rumors, shade-throwing, false accusations, hatering, and vicious attacks on our characters. I desire a real type of love where we can, as a couple can pray together and share scriptures along with meditation. And I desire a real type of love where we as a couple give 100% of each other 
and build a healthy relationship based upon mutual trust and poems. Wow, that was great. That was absolutely fantastic, Brother O. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. Are you going to read two for us tonight, love? No, just one. Thank you. Just one? Yeah, good one. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can show you some love. You can show me your love on Facebook on my brother Gavin, and uh, I'm going to be coming back to live porches this on June 11th. So, so I've been, uh, I've been. Somebody reached out to me this week and uh, going to be put on the on the showcase where where the men men are being celebrated. Plus, I'm also being celebrated for fully recovering from my heart transplant six months after it happened. Actually, the six month anniversary will be in June. Also, uh, trying to be nominated again for another National Spoken Word Award for overcome the year for the fifth year in a row. And I got uh, got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I'm just excited about getting back out here and uh, doing what I do best, touching and inspiring lives with my poetic masterpieces. And thank you for your support every week, and I'll be back next week. Very cool. We appreciate you so much, sweetheart, and can't wait to see what you bring us. Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, hon, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Our next caller, if I can get my studio to work, is 346. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? I am Fabulous. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> but you thought I was somebody else because you said it was uh, when you were going down the, the lineup, you said uh, somebody else. I think it was, um, oh, the another poet. His name popped out of my head. But anyway, nope, it's me. Here I am. You mean, was it Revel? Yes. Thank you. Like I said, he's because Revel's four one nine, and he's coming on. He's coming on after you, so he's at, he's done four one nine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you got. It. Okay, that's how you did it. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I did not. I've been planning to write to your prompt, but I didn't get to. And the problem is, is. Um, I, I want to hold off doing the poem until the day of. And what has happened is I've ended up uh, running out of time to have it uh, ready at showtime. So anyway, um, this first piece I wrote uh, yesterday, and it's about a real event that happened not far from where I live. And I happened to have caught it on um, 
on the internet um and it's extremely disturbing what happened to this young man um you can read the story uh on click on my page on my Amelia page and the video is there I Anyway, so here's the poem. Uh, This is what I did. I did not use the gentleman's name at all uh, because I don't know him and in respect of him. It's called Rest in Peace, June 21st, 2022. I didn't know him personally, yet this happened not far from where I live now. Shots fired, body hits the ground, blood oozing, blood pouring, redness flowing, another murder scene, parking lot justice, it's actually unjustified, sickening, horrifying, death man kills the psych. Patient. Fifth Amendment rights. How long must the color of your skin become a death sentence? How many tears must be shed? Three young kings left without a father. Wide river of blood ebbing through every corner of this country. Just another day. In America, the South is deadly, guns everywhere, concealed or out in the open, majority murdering minorities, bullets flying around the various ambushes. Life has no value if your skin contains pigmentation, yet screams of anger about abortions. Bible Belt, just a selling point. No heart, compassion, absolutely no empathy. Another funeral, another casket, more grieving families. In God we trust, simply a logo. Government officials care little. The gun lobby are correct in one area. We don't need more laws against guns. We need juries to do their jobs. We need the police, judges, and other various government officials to bring a stop to all of this. Stop turning a blind eye to the suffering. Stop turning deaf ears to the wailing. Stop allowing executions to happen on every street in America. When will there ever be enough tears shed and enough blood poured out from innocent victims? When will there be justice for the slain? Exactly when will all of these people's deaths mean more to folks than just another number. When will hate stop? When will love begin? 
musings of Amelia T. Davis in peace. Amen, right? You know, I'm really so tired of this happening. And in 2023, why have we not found better ways of coping and dealing with things? And the circumstance was this guy was known to have some slight um, polar, I believe it was. And he was, it happened at a strip mall. And apparently they he was kind of known there. So I guess he hung out. And so he was at a men's clothing store and they knew him. And I guess he had tried to steal a pair of pants and I guess, you know, they knew him. So they uh, got the pants back. I mean, they didn't call the police or anything. So um, he goes to a gun store next door. So he's got to be known at this comp, this this uh, shopping center. And he goes next door, and there's nobody in the front. There's nobody around. It's empty. So he walks behind the counter, and he looks down at a, the cash register. There's the key still in the cash register. He pops open the register, and I guess the female who employee who should have been there comes from behind him and says something, and and he takes off. Um, It was determined later he had not taken any money at all. So he's attempting to leave out when another employee who is deaf but works there comes out with his gun drawn, a three fifty seven drawn out. And the man is, the suspect, is attempting to leave the store. He's got his hands up as he's trying to get out the door. The man follows him outside and shoots him a second time dead. He might have survived that first shot, but he shot him in the back, and it went through his body and his lungs and heart. You know darn well using a three fifty seven you work at a gun store. What would happen? And so the video seems to be like a deposition and he kept yeah. using it's those videos. The, I'm I'm gonna cut you shorter. You're not gonna have time to read your next poem. Okay. So anyway, he used just, just so you know why I'm doing that. I, I want everyone to read the story. They should go online and read the story and stuff, but I want to make right. time, make sure that you have time to read your next poem. Okay. So the second one is today is the anniversary of my mother's death. So it's called Missing Mother, um, and I think it's kind of short. All right. Um, April 2002 is when she left, departed this earth. Her words still ring in my ears at times, sometimes so wise I didn't come to comprehend them until more recently. No matter how close emotionally or distant, 
Losing your mother is an earthquake to your soul for nine months. You shared the same body once. She had many failures because she was only human. I'm glad I made peace with her long before her soul transitioned. I have no leftover hard feelings or regrets. She was my backbone, my example of how to be strong and persevere, yet was also an image of what not to do as well. Regardless of her positives and negatives, she loved me perhaps not normally, but loved none the same. And I loved and respected her. Us humans, we n- never want to admit our parents are just as much flesh and blood as we are. Our mothers are subject to all the words, hurts, pains, tragedies, and triumphs. They struggle with demons and fly with angels. Most of all, I miss her voice, her advice, and her support. What has happened in my life since her death probably has her rolling in her grave. The devastation and searing pain I've undergone would have had her ready to kill more than a few. A mother bears love, perhaps, not cuddly and gentle, it was love. Yet you best not mess with her offspring. She would shed you with her long, dangerous nails and take a chunk of your flesh with her ferocious bite if you attacked her daughter. So today I honor her once again with this tribute to the woman I called Mumsy. Sleep well in God's arms. You are sorely missed. Rest in heaven forever, Queen Mother. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a angel queen, in peace. Beautiful, beautiful poem for your mama, honey. Thank you. I'm sorry I went off a bit, but like I said, I'm just getting real tired of these incidents going on. In America, I, it shouldn't be I happening. God bless you, and you know, thank you for all your sacrifices and everything you do for us poets, and it's so appreciated. So you can find me on Facebook under Emilia E M I L I A T D A V I S. AKA Poetical Angel Queen. You can find me on just about every social media site under one of those two names or both. Or find me right here on Nyla every Thursday night. Of course, because where else would you be, right? <laughs> exactly. That's where all the cool kids are. We're right here, guys, all of us. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Amelia. You did a great job, honey. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which is area code 203. 203, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla. It's Tammy. How you doing? 
Hello, Cammy. How are you, love? Oh, my gosh, it's been so long. I'm so happy my toes are curling. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, I'm the word how and all you catch from me is flow. I just love to play with words. Um, I don't want to take too much time. I just want to get into this. Um, I have some pieces that I wrote so far during Poetry Month. I'm not always successful with a 30 or 30, but I've got, I'm going to read six of 30. You know how I do the hip-hop freestyle? I took the song, Run It, from Chris Brown, one of his first hits, and I actually wrote a piece to it. Run it, make a pun of it. Do an un in the sun and let the moon eclipse and make something dark of it. Put your hair in a bun and call it a day at it. I love mums and most mumbled, a muttered, quite stuttered, often flustered version of it. Entertaining the masses is the job and what? And and make what you can out of it. Call me inventor because I invented it. I kept it a secret to one day present it to the many, and the crowds get sick with it. Call it corona, but my butt is better than that. I'm so clean, and being a poet, all you can catch from me is slow, and there's no vaccination for that. Call the talent, and some trod off so gallon like a horse with it. I'm poet, poetic royalty between the first poetic family of prismatic dreams and the new word order and my sister from... A muted ink ran by JB, the truth in the heart type of flesh. I'm so challenged that I walk on my toes and all those keeps are my sisters and bros. We stretch all the way from north to south, pulling words from east to west in the most absurd places to make meaning and metaphors work. I'm a word hoe, but you already know. You can catch my flow if you're open and have the know to go. That means you are inspired to mow down the challenges and appear and what in your one person show be a winner and glow yo and do what you love and let and the dough will flow goals are not only for the goalkeepers in soccer bricklayers have heavy goals it's written on their soul and the souls of their feet know their god is all-knowing but the goalkeeper keeps the other team from scheming if he does it well smell the stench of those socks as he blocks all the attempts to score as he runs that's that piece I have one other piece I took from that um, Broadway show, Rent, and um, I took the seasons of love and made it a hippo freestyle. So this is 10 of 30 for this month. Uh, 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a year in the life? Wake to make every minute right despite the fight. There's no sleeping tight each night knowing tomorrow is a new day of, of new chances to start over, maybe a do-over to getting up with a headache, the hangover, but shake it all off and ignore any game overs. Never accept the lack of movement to reach the improvement. Move and make the outcome even if for failure. You couldn't fail without a try to know why and flow different next time. Life is made up of seasons, the flavors of seasoning, even sneezing, more where clean breezes don't always blow by. Allergies let you know you are deep in the thick of it, and it takes a great move to show and prove you have never lost your groove. Be smooth and spread the truth and not, not germs. Every one apple in a dozen may boast a worm, but when your turn comes up, make it worth a chance. Dance in the rain, as if no one is watching, even if it's a bit chill. I'm killing this piece with the brilliance of the sun while I run through a field of lilies. When I made it to the other side, my knees are killing me, but for one moment, I killed it out of sheer inspiration. Trust in that one second when you recognize, 
on making a comeback. That long pause when you look back over the last year of loss, but you look up to the clouds and know the boss keeps you in positive spirit. There's nothing more riveting than the dribbling of words off the tongue of sons and daughters who spit a history like that of the French Quarter that tingles the ears to inspire eyes to witness troops. No spoofies and that's for the techies. I have double-digit years in their pride that pays for my life. I always told my kids to fund their lives, as me and their dad funded our own, and Sierra's too. The government never knew her name. She was privately maintained. This is a celebration. I am proud of her name. The insanity of life can be so sane. That's at peace. Wow. I am so glad you called in tonight, honey. Thank you. It's a crime when we don't get to hear you read. Well, I'm sorry I don't come through more often. I just have a <laughs> lot more stuff going on. And I kind of fell off a bit because, like, after my daughter passed away, um, I don't know, I just I don't write as much. I, I don't want every poem to sound like I'm just writing about, you know, the blahs of healing. It's okay if you do that. I'll listen to everyone. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the chance to spit a couple pieces, and um, I'll try to make it back next week. Perfect. I would absolutely love that, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in, honey. My name is Tammy Jones. I'm Poetry's Child. I am a member of Prismatic Dreams and a New Word Order, and I'm one of the founders. And... um, Happy Poetry Month, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. Happy Poetry Month to you, love. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Take care. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Our next caller comes from Rebel Town. Dun, dun, dun. I can't touch this. <laughs> Hello, sir. Yes, I got my own town. <laughs> It's Rebel Town. So, what I'm going to do tonight, Nyla, is I brought the whole story from your props for the last three weeks into a story called Voodoo Well, which I read them on your show the last couple weeks, but I've got them all together now, including tonight's. So I wrote tonight's props. All in one poem? All in one. All three weeks. Wow. Well, it's in a three. It's in a three-part voodoo row poem. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Part one: the word wizard. Time does not exist where I stand. Where I stand, there is nothing more than splinters of light struggling to shine through, eating little bits of darkness that keep growing all around me. Casting shadows on floorless ground, shadows that become creatures that tame and bend their essence to my will. This here is where the darker side of word wizardry comes from. This place I must go where parts of my soul fade and become pieces of darkness that blank. The only lights to follow here are not the lights you would wish to wield, for these lights, they come from a place beyond the dark behind the witch's light. A lantern that hangs from a tree with an eye that stares beyond its realm to tell her all of our forbidden secrets. 
There's a path you see that I must follow through the forest of madness. I cross the river of bloody tears where the ferryman, for one more coin, lends some helpful advice before entering the twilight's illusion where you must choose your fate and pick a door. The first two doors I came to had titles etched into them. The doors one, the door one merely said, one of the unburied dead, not tonight. I'm in need of something else, so I continued on to door number two, and this is true. This is what I read. Door number two said the words, there are no secrets here. Enter at your informed risk. Intrigued I was. And grabbed the odd-shaped handle and began to turn it slightly to the left. <laughs> I heard it click and then felt the pain of a needle-type stick in the palm of my right hand and the warmth of my own blood as it fluidly ran into the etched design of the door I stood before. I tried to shout out, but I could not scream. As nothing seemed to vocalize, no sound, not even a gasp would come out of me. What had I done? Holy shit, this choice I made. The blood ran as rivers run, and the pain it ran so deep. Then the door released itself from my hand's flesh and flung wide fucking open with an eerie voice chanting in my head, Welcome to Voodoo Row. Part 2. Psychosis. At first, there were two doors. I chose the second, which stated, Welcome to Voodoo Row. There are no secrets here, which means nothing good shall come from this. A venture that I have embarked upon, and I feel must be said, this place I've entered and its surroundings were backwards, upside down, and inside out. I turned around, looking for the road back to the door I'd just entered. There was nothing but black and ominous void. I did not wish to investigate farther, so onward I must find a truce of Voodoo Row. Upon this path I traveled, I stumbled and even almost tripped. As my open palms caught my fall, which unfurled and scattered some fallen leaves from upside-down trees that buried a secret unexpected to me. Yet one of the door that said no secrets here, I say, where is this transparency? I dusted off this book I stumbled upon that had no title on its cover. So I opened it up to see black words on a clean white page, just freshly written, so it seemed. And as I read these words in print, the chill went down my spine. The words they read were a poet's guide to murder, written by an author whose name was the same as mine. Suddenly a mirror appeared, and when it did, my reflection spoke to me. And what it said did leave me puzzled as it stared back at me with an eerie smirk and deep blackened eyes. One of us is lying. And then this reflection continued on, I am the monster that you have created. I am your Frankenstein. Shock that was happening, I yelled back, I'm just a fucking poet, so what the hell do you want? Here disappeared and the path in front of me changed and bricks began to stack on each side of me. Every time I took a step and each wall that was formed had peculiar writings on each one. And one even said, everything is almost bad here except at least there's a dog in this poem. But he dies a terrible death at the end. The rows of walls that kept forming were walls no more. Right before me stood 13 black doors with different celestial shapes on each one with glowing words. 
each one that said there are 26 paths to take beyond each of these 13 doors. And then a sheet of loose leaf fell above, slowly drifted down, landing on the book with the words, the pen here is your only weapon. Let it be your sword. And then it singed and burned my fingertips as the quill materialized in my writing hand. This quill, I feel, may be the key to open the right door for me. Perhaps this is meant for me, this story I am meant to write. The mirror from before then appeared again as my reflection reached through the glass and grabbed the quill for me and began to slit its very own throat. As blood began to flow, he kept fucking smirking and not knowing why it filled me with so much rage as I peered down at my own hands. I was writing this with my own blood, the poet's guide to murder. Ahead of me, the mirror shattered and I walked into the dust towards new moon washing away old sins on the blood. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I walked into the dust towards new moon washing my sins away in old blood and soaking for what I must learn or looking for what I must learn. The walls appeared again, but this time they trapped me in a circle of oddities, and I had no way out. No big reveal, just crazy and ridiculous, even strange everywhere that I looked. A hole beneath my feet opened up, and I fell into a stack of giant teacups filled with tiny people stabbing at a rather large dog. Darkness spoke. Now the story I tell you is true enough. Inside my mad, mad head. And as I watched these little people with sharp knives and sharp teeth stab this dog dead, I knew I needed to act quickly or I would be next. I climbed my way up out this giant where I was ever noticed. And as I did, I fell back into the dark where I felt cold hands of the dead grabbing at me as I kept falling to what seemed no end. The voices shouted and whispered at me, but inside of my own head, Hauntingly, all at once, as I felt my own head would explode. The fall slowed down, and I felt heat all around, and then a sharpness pierced my arm. I couldn't move my legs or body as if something or someone was holding me down. Then the light shone in my face as doctors and nurses were all around, shouting for me to settle down, for I was Toradol and Psychoid bound. Memoirs of a Lunatic, Part 3, Voodoo Row. Prophecy of Thorns. I declare these strange boys in white coats have stabbed me in my arm. I heard them talking about me. I heard them say the psychosis had taken over. They said I lost touch with reality. A medical phenomenon, a common, uncommon tragedy, but they don't know of the unseen reality with the one with doors that hold men's destinies that do their walk through them. I walked through one that held no secret, so it said. But secretly, between you and me, that door is why I now lie strapped here in this bed, getting shot up with dope that makes the unseen world, the one called Voodoo Row, appear so much clearer now. You see these men in white coats and big words with their diagnoses? They're just feeding travel between worlds, and when they find out the truth, when they read what the quill speaks, the ink that they read will be bloody writings on the wall with arrows painting to a place of wandering crows that call over and over for eternity of the song sung of the prophecy of thorns. And the mothers of lost children sacrificed their theory, walking barefoot forever, cursed to forever spin the clock that Hold so many hands that turn time again 
and again until the palms of these hands break open and explode bleeding rivers of words only spoken by poets who have faced madness enough times to know that the crossroads we search for don't follow no rules. But both heroes and villains, statuettes stand and motionless within the last ruins built over burning bones. Medicine sets in. Ooh, let's go. A twisted mindset built this world where I am its God. Stripped of my garments here, we don't wear clothes. We wear our actions, thoughts, choices, and sins. We follow we follow no one's rules here on Voodoo Row. The medicine sets in a little deeper. And I float up high enough to watch me leave my shadow below until it's gone. I will take hundreds of pounds of clay to create a giant tall enough to paint my world skies that I call mine, different shades of grays and orange, different shapes of blades, cut out the parts that hurt. Why does it hurt? I built this world and all its content to escape that other world, but it doesn't help. Because the pain of a broken mind just doesn't seem to end. They said I cut my wrist when I asked why my arms are wrapped. I had no recollection of ever doing that. They asked me whom they were speaking to, and I must say, I really am confused, a little lightheaded, and kind of thirsty, too. And then some doctors came and talked to me and asked questions about a place of death, darkness, and lunacy called Voodoo Row. I then became even more confused, for this was something I had never heard of. They began to tell me a theory at best that I myself was not the only person taking up residence inside of my head. My flesh, my mind, my thoughts, my dreams, am I even real me? Or am I just a made-up entity of a broken man? hiding from his broken reality. Peace. Wow. My jaw's on the floor. I can't speak right now. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> How did you um, do that? That's incredible. Um, I don't know. I just took your prompts, and that's where my mind goes. Well, you did amazing on that. Thank you. Now I'm going to have to figure it out of all my... Enjoy, I really enjoy doing these on your, on your show. I absolutely love doing these. Well, I love you doing them. I'll figure <laughs> out how many entries that is worth into the contest, and I'll get those put in as soon as the show is over. <laughs> Thank you. It's all three weeks, right? <laughs> There's all, th- all props from all three weeks? Yes, ma'am. Have you posted it on my page yet? Yes, ma'am. I might have to edit it, though, and fix some um, mistakes that I found when I was reading it. I was like, oh, man, grammatical errors up the ass. (laughs) You know, I love that you do that, though. I would rather see something with a mistake in it than having someone sit there and ponder the rules so much that they don't free write. You know, the the key is to spit it out and sort it out later. (laughs) Well, being in college right now, I'm used to, like, having to turn in papers with no grammatical errors. So everything I write, I usually, like, um, grammarly, like, <laughs> look over my shit and fix all the grammatical errors and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm kind of anal retentive about how I, how I submit things now, taking a little more pride <laughs> in what I, what I, what I sh- show other people. Yeah. I, I run my stuff through spell check every time. All right, baby. Tell everybody how they can find you. Um, 
First and foremost, you can find me here damn near every Thursday night, kicking it with Nyla at the Speakeasy. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Rebel Jones. If you're a weirdo, don't try to friend me because I'm going to say no. Um, I've had to reject a few people that I could tell was like, nah, they can't, I can't associate with them. <laughs> They're scammers. <laughs> so look me up on Facebook if you're not a scammer and you're just good people that want to do poetry. I'm your man. Um, you can see my a lot of my content performed from my home on my YouTube channel, Poetry by Rebel Jones or uh, Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. And you can hear me on SoundCloud to Music, presented by C Double Thirty Four Music, Clarence Ferguson Jr. And yeah. And shout outs to my sister Didi. Love you, Gina. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great job. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. All right, our next caller comes from area area code 404. 404, you are on the air. Hello? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm fine. Um... My name is Black Karma, and this is my first time doing poetry in maybe about 10 years. Wow. Um, when you take a break, you take a break. Yeah, I do. But I, I keep creating. I just create multiple different things. So within that 10-year ten, ten time, I've done quite a bit of stuff. Um, I have two different poems that I could choose from, and I'll let you choose based off title. I have Who Am I and Baptism of Fire. I think I want to hear Who Am I because that will teach me something about you maybe. Okay. All right. And uh, can we curse or no? You can curse. Okay. The only thing you can't do, we have a mature rating, so you're good to go except for bumping body parts, tab A, and this flat B. Um, porn poems. Other than that, you're good to go. Okay. Okay. Understood. All right. So here it is. Who am I? <clears throat> what am I going to say in the dawn of the re-evolution of revolution? That is the question that splits the brain's thoughts into mental contusions. How do I bring knowledge and hope in the midst of confusion, turn chaos into peace, change issues into solutions? Pictures and vivid dreams show me a world tearing apart as we trust our naked eye and believe what we see with our heavy hearts. Watch as we drown in today's political tyranny. Convinced that one political group determines one's integrity. We hate communists and despise dictatorship, but use war to bring up morale and fellowship. I can't explain it. Can't create another reason why we steady believing that we decide our fate. Our democracy is fake. Tell me. What you going to do when Marshall's Law allowed them to come into your temple and rage you, degrade you, and belittle your spirit? But you steady in the coffee house preaching about some revolution waiting to be televised. No one wants to hear that shit because it's in Obama. Never between your ears. Your mind is at stake. Your spirit's about to break, but you ignore the sensations. Just pop that high blood pressure medication and claim that that fat back isn't part of the reason why your mind is still chained when you still consume that slave. Soul food ain't teach you anything. These medical snakes haven't shaken you up enough to make you blow up that box that's become your living space. I'm blowing up the 
this box. Fuck topics of the roundtable discussions because talk time is over. You can't afford to pay attention. You better watch those cameras peeking over your shoulder, Dave. Watching you drive down 285, Dave. Not for your security. They violating you clearly. But when you leave here, you're going to tune in to be easy. And reminisce about all the brothers we lost from Bernie Mac down to Pimp C. Fuck that. They lucky. Because no one's trying to microchip them or dummy them down with television commercials and false advertisements. I read of the New World Order and Visa's fine print. Remember, it's everywhere you want to be and even the places you try to forget exist. And someone said that Babylon was imaginary. Please, we live it. We breathe it. Reconstructed the new Babylon, excuse me, I mean new world from the ground up. My ancestors were there. And I agreed to these soon-to-be seven-year peace treaties so that I can get my FICA scores up and drive that nice black Cadillac and live in a home that I know my Mickey D's salary cannot afford. I need a little more than alimony and child support. As they said, Bin Laden didn't blow up the projects. It was you. It was you. Bush knocked down the towers. Tell the truth. Bilderberg has all the power. Or do they? Let's start being like MTV's true life and start getting real. Fuck being polite. I may get it juicy if your pockets are right. Or be your superhead if I could forecast me every your dirty laundry as this one way out of this imaginary ghetto that I created in my mind. Who knew hoes had an imagination? Well, they were focused on taking their faces up, lifting their breasts up. They find time to blame their low self-esteem on why they exploit their bodies, tarnish the black woman's legacy. And now go on Craigslist and advertise my sex services. Shh, don't tell no one I spoke of this. Because I'm a queen in the streets, but a freak behind closed doors, a conscious hoe. What are we putting on fronts for? So who am I? Better yet, who are you? Who are you searching for behind the hairdo, behind the iPhone, behind the shell that worships these worldly things? Unlike conceited people that stand in the mirror in a movement with no cause, the words that I speak and the works that I complete will not go in vain. And who are you? And would you care if Barack Obama promised you a 40 acres and a mule, even though you wouldn't know what to do with it? And the government will find another way to jack that back and leave you sick because you feel like you're entitled to it, see? I'm just spitting truth the way that I see fit to do it, see? I'm spitting truth. I don't just talk about doing it. Tired of believing in a temporary lifestyle. Was told as a young in a search for heaven in the clouds, but the government controls data formation as well. So hell, where am I supposed to po- yeah, So hell, where am I supposed to find solace around me? Should I even believe the words that I speak? Should you? What's revolution? That's what I ask you. Thank you. Holy hell. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. That was amazing. I can you you went through that so well. Fantastic delivery, amazing poem. Just I don't even know what to say. That was incredible. Thank I'm you. So like I said, it's just... I'm glad you called in tonight, huh? I did. I found this like literally stumbled across the link on accident, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna check it out, and I've just been listening. Um, really maybe about 20 minutes after you started. And I dig it. It's actually a pretty cool show. Um, as you, as I said, that's an old piece, so the references were kind of old, but, you know, it's still kind of current. So, but thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Are you going to read a second one? Um, I do have a second one. Um, if you like, I could read. I just didn't want to take up too much time. Okay. No, I have, um, Okay. Um, the next one I have is called Baptism of Fire, and I kind of wrote this. Actually, I was 21, and I was at a very, very low point in life. So, <clears throat> all right. God is 
manifested in my rhymes the same way age is invested in time. We coincide like evolution and creation. We don't collide. We invade like the pain of a woman's menstruation or like America's corrupted Bush administration. I said, God's word is the season that flavors my rhyme, and man is the tool that tenderizes. Every verse I drop within my time, the beat that brings out the inner rhyme of MCs that tingles your spine, that makes you breathe and stop. For real, I got more culture than most brothers' bone structure. More rhythm in my step than African bombada. More power in my stride than most black minds. See, I've been struggling a lifetime, but five minutes on God's timepiece. Might be broke financially, but I got more wealth spiritually because the love of the Most High is the infant thought that I soak in. It penetrates every fiber in me. It relaxes me. Now I dream of peace and tranquility. I'm a naturalist revolutionary working on my intercessory. My wisdom's my most prized accessory. Most dudes can't even shake me because my foundation is more durable than steel and sturdier than concrete. I'm a warrior. I don't welcome defeat. I spit enough truth on death beats to supplement medication to heal your blinded eyes, but no one will even try to open their lids, let alone their minds. So who do you run to besides God? When everyone around you don't understand you, I said, who do you run to besides God? When everyone asks us if you are mute. When your thoughts are sane and everyone else's are not, when everyone is satisfied with the handouts that they got, when you that crab in the bucket reaching for the top and someone pulls you back down, I said, who do you run to when Allah can't take your call because he ain't got call waiting and Jehovah can't be reached because he took an early vacation and Buddha don't want shit to do with you because like crack, your soul craves material possession. So who do you run to when you're hurt and that pain is so great that you can't even cry? When that pain that when that feeling that uh, when that pain that you feel in your chest busts and you don't have enough strength to repent before you die, blood fills your eyes. Who do you run to to correct your vision to prescribe some new lenses? Cause it's Sunday and you can't get served till tomorrow. You can't buy no booze. You smoked your last Newport and that twenty dollars gotta last you till Friday. See, you become a puppet. Say you want to move to Nigeria or Zimbabwe because the Back to Africa movement is where every sister with a rap seems to be feeling. So you follow their belief system because you don't know which way is right and you hide behind the ideal because you're too scared to fight and your words are light. You can't even penetrate the intellectual mind. Then you become a Scientologist claiming that God doesn't exist. He just didn't have enough time to attend to your bullshit. This shit makes me want to move away, fly to another planet, chill with the aliens, because these homo sapiens sapiens don't understand the wavelength that I surf on. Most don't understand my mentality, so they say that I'm wrong, because ignorance affects the dome from past to present, from these old Negro spirituals to these video hoes. I can't figure out who to run to because I'm barefoot. I forgot my running shoes at home, which, by the way, has been destroyed. So now my spirit sleeps on the pavement and eats out of the garbage. I can't even begin to understand the transitional mind frame I'm living in. I'm lonely. But I got plenty of company. Misery loves me. That's my homie. Because when all else fails, she's been down from the beginning. From the beginning. She taught me that happiness is as temporary as that $5 high that lasted you one hour, 27 minutes, and 57 seconds for that half hour piece that you get when you watch and living single. Happiness is the cousin of temporary. But see, it's nowhere in my bloodline. It's that ride that I wish that I could take all the time. But even those divine sublime thoughts last for only a fraction of the time. Happiness comes and goes like my day jobs. I exhaust one to move to the next. 
I deplete all this nutrients and add that experience to the rest because I don't think I'll be fulfilled until I take my last puff puff give till I hydroplane on these negative thoughts collecting in my brain like water puddles on asphalt because everything is bothering me. This dude laying beside me won't let me get any sleep. All he wants to do is fuck, party, and eat. And when I decide I want more, I'm pitiful and weak. See, my self-esteem has plummeted lower than the pits of hell. I don't feel good anymore. It dawns on me that I can't keep putting off my knees just to stay with a broke-ass brother who cheats. I want more. Thought I was poor, but the roach is eating better than me. I'm trying to make that transition. I don't like how I'm living. I'm so tired of the state of my existence, but... I'm by myself because T-Mobile cut me off because him and that chick ran up my bills, so no, half my paycheck is going back to them. I can't get no assistance, so now I got to act like a crazy chick. I got to be evaluated just so everyone will listen to what I'm saying. I'm screaming, but no one seems to be moved. Can you prescribe another medication besides silence because being quiet just isn't getting through? Neither is, neither is talking. My words can't figure out who's worth running to except God. He's burning all of these negative qualities off of me. But this fire is too hot. I don't think that I can keep burning. I'm trying to find the grounded person that's lost inside of me. But I won't find her until my baptism's complete. So now I'm stuck in a place where I don't want to be. Either I suffer these third-degree burns or deprive Candace from finding me. Named after a queen, but I ain't feeling so mighty. I can't hold my head high because my neck is hurting from the headaches, the tears, the fears of being a strong black woman. I just want to close my eyes and fade away, turn to darkness with light. I won't exist because living comes with too many issues and consequences. I need peace, not the kind that the world needs, the kind that only God can give to me. I got to get baptized. I got to let this fire purify me because water isn't strong enough to cleanse these minions dancing around me. Thank you. Absolutely powerful. Absolutely powerful, right? That's incredible, honey. Thank you. So do you do a lot of performance poetry? Um, I used to. Um, here in Atlanta, at one point, I actually had my own um, poetry night that I was hosting at a popular spot. This was, like, like I said, about a little over 10 years ago. So I just kind of stepped back from the scene um, because I'm an artistic person. So not only do I do that, I do graphics, I do website, I make products and stuff. I do all kinds of stuff. So I stepped away from it, but I've never really stopped writing. So I'm literally just kind of getting back into it after years. This was, like I said, my first time really doing it. Glad you're Glad you're doing it again. Glad you found your way here. And I understand completely about, because I'm the same way. I sculpt, I paint, I design, mm-hmm. I draw. I I mean, if my kids tease me all the time and tell me if there's something, if I look at something long enough, it's going to end up being something else. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't leave their stuff laying around for long. Because <laughs> they know when it comes back, it's not going to be the same thing again. Um, so I understand that. And I think that that's a really good, Thing to talk about because a lot of people get upset when they, you know, like I haven't written forever, but I've done this and this and this. When you're creative beings, we find creative outlets, and sometimes our muses arm wrestle each other and they don't play nicely together, and sometimes one went out over the other, and that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, agree. I mean, I, I think that's a really good point because people get, well, I haven't written in seven years, and, and it's like, you know, so <laughs> you're still a writer. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't spend another seven years not writing because you haven't written in seven years. Just you got to jump back into it. Like you said, if you're an artist, if you're a creative being, you'll find your way into it. At the end of the day, a lot of times we are the reason why we stop moving. So I agree. Exactly. Very well said. Well, I'm really glad that you found your way here. I'm really glad that you're a part of our family now. I want to make sure that you tell everybody how they can come visit you, send your friends requests and all that, and I cannot wait for you to come back and read again. Okay, awesome. Well, as I stated, my name is Black Karma. It's not spelled the way that it sounds. It's um, All of my handles are at Black Karma, so that's B-L-A. Then it's K-H-A-R-M-A. I also have a website because I'm a writer as well. Um, same thing, blackkarma.com, B-L-A-Q-K-H-A-R-M-A. I also am, I guess you would say, studying to be a herbalist. Um, I make natural products. I've actually helped to cure the eczema with my children. The company that I own is called Flowers in Flames. So that's F-L-O-W-E-R-S, the letter N in the word flame. So flowersandflames.com is where you can find me. But if you type in Black Karma again, B-L-A-Q-K-H-A-R-M-A, you can find me everywhere. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight and excited to hear and get to hear more of your work, get to know you better. So please, if you can, come back next week. We would love to have you. Thank you. Most definitely. I'll be here. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you then. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 573, which may be Sinister Spittle. I'm not sure. 573, you're on the air. Uh, uh, oh, 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 I can hear you. How are you doing? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I am what I am. I am that. I am sad. <laughs> I am what I am. I'm all right. You know, I am, you know, I'm taking my anti-stance, and I don't like um, to be told when I should appreciate my art. So I'm not a fan of National Poetry Month. Um, I tend not to write, and I have not. I did some painting. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Dandelion is the most outrageous thing. Um, but today, um, I got a message, and I've been working on it. You, you've heard the beginning of this piece. I got a message from someone that the, the picture prompt that I've been waiting for the final picture finally came through. And um, I, I got it, and I was intrigued by it. It kind of threw me off, and I think it threw me off more in the fact that, you know, it, I just waited so long for it. Um, and um, I kind of sat with it, and I tried to stick with the whole, you know, giving myself only seven minutes right now. I had to take a little more time with the pictures, maybe the more most people got with them. Um, but the intent of the process was to emote what you see in each picture, it being the head, the torso, and the body, and that it be you or someone you love and make, you know, make her vivid and, and be vivid. And, you know, you know, I love the challenge. Um, I'll send you the photos. Um, 
I'm, I will be working on a post for it. I think this may be one of the best pieces I've written today. This is imploding debauchery. Dusk will starless with vigorous might, throughout having on my cerebral function, annihilating poise. Seems the way that this plethora is fragmented, hangs heavy. Wonder, have you ever heard Tommy Gun cackles exploding behind eyes? Screaming nerves? Despair is an ample acquisitions on the imposing burden, this adversity. Swept explosions of thoughts, reason from those outstanding, attracting, super glued the audacious totality of supersonic shifts around black holes, aggressively vacuumed into a dismantling of my work through your swift galactic contusions. Opaque shooting stars burn live wire hues and retinas once blue. It's here, in my epicenter. I was besieged by cow's plunder, maniacally shredding apart my internals, bleak graffiti for death, swirling, stranded, and draining gyrations from which you wish to call the surge, a dissimilization of wicked vibrations that I cower from. So damn cold. Sleek and daft, illumination sounds senseless. I'm nowhere fast. Plucked from an indulgence, one appreciates when all is gone. I'm staggered fractions of what's been first in cold fear. Still shivers my heart and soul behind metallic manipulations of the endeavor. Tax and ideal out of reach like cheese. Just shy am I of escape. Contorted confusion as I rust internally in copper-shaded instances of despair. Windswept, your slimy allocution of key master on rock and roll aesthetics. Hindered grace. Blinders of the strands of your disparaging my portals from relative view. A caramel-coated occasion when we were free. Wait, was I ever really? Confined in your diabolical intent of contorted libations, I welcome pity. A soft has become the sound of your keys taunting as my world bleeds jazzy dissolutions. There's more in this prison of solitude. I'm the monkey on display. I dance chained to affection unrequited. Your hands brush the caution of my physicality to the vulgar you ensue. Apocalyptic is future's foretelling when there's not enough souls. She will devour you. I close my ambition and dust glory. I find the truth in what it is to be alone. The top ridges, there's depth. And deception's cold if you go further in mind with its strolls. Escape is a linear image cast of pleasures. Devastating when the cold swallows love whole. I'm landed in deliberate contortions of reality in some abstract Sahara opaque. Not locking your indecision on culminations of where proverbial thrashing will end or what will come in the multi dissolving of my embodiment. I am seven hemispheres of God's wonder. 
one's held in callous regard. Streaming suspension or four chambers receiving sleeves. Corrupt now falling on cold aged faces, weathered by wonderment. Taking heed to sugarcane snaps will ensure these eggshells nurture turmoil. Acceptance begets mm, phantasmical mush and beverage where I bask in fruition of my growth. Over tragic sunsets, burnt down like sideways carelessly saps. Not allowing occasion to blindside the worth chaos to annihilate. Let seismic explosions decimate the locks of indifference once imposed. I'm not catastrophe implosion, subject to jumping living or not. But rather, the light of greater purpose and astounding will inside the dusk. I am the conundrum incarnate and still grins, but giggles as well. I am the real embodiment of whom I was intended to always truly be. Purpose found in imploding debauchery and peace. Wow. I can see why that one's like that one's your baby. I'm I've smitten it. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love this thing to get, you know, I really held on to this, this challenge and the picture took me. And um, I've, been, I've been dying and wondering how it was going to end. I mean, I knew my direction, but um, the picture was like uh, out of the body and and different parts of it were, you know, scenes, uh, uh, you know, different places, seven hemispheres of the world. Um, you know, after all the bullshit, after all the destruction, once it's loose, there's nothing in <laughs> I don't know how I really like it. And you know who heard that first today? Joe, the verbal mind engine. I caught him on, and I, the way I did a cold read. I, I had just got done writing the last part, and I put it on the rest of it, but I hadn't read it all together, man. I did that for him. That was good. That was fun. All right. One more as you showed it, Did you like it that, really? Yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm so. trying really hard not to cough right now. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I know. You've you had some lines going on. Okay. So this is, this is another one. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> uh, this is written probably about two months ago in the beginning of the splurge, you know, like for the last two months up until a couple of weeks ago. I probably wrote 15, 20 pieces. Uh, this is one of them. It's called Declaration of Done. How do I let go of deception's ultimate blow? Even well after fallout, chaos ensues. There's viable networks of hysteria, rotten neurons, and these four chambers. Fuck, man. It's like my stomach has finally soured from betrayal and manipulations of your amusement. I vomit my hair's core and defecate the mental anguish. My cortex exposed. Checkmate. There's amplified ability, retardedly abstained in your daft volumes of horrific intent. Crazy styrations afloat in the peripheral are strictly obvious in disdained score. Stutter vision agape. Deluded circumference encroaches my motherfucking bubble again. 
Rastiatrix's goddamn house you built my stage upon? Please? Someone. I'm a martyr for Violet's hue and vacancy. And I'm resurrecting my own Jesus again. Like, fuck, man. I'm a saint. To be grudgingly obliterating my own sanctity for others. Hanging myself in furtive crucifix of hillbilly folk paw for fucking what? Love. For in the core of three, I found root in miraculous belief. However, I bend. Like people minded, I was taught to be mine. However, this wattage, not low or dim, would mingle Lucifer Phoenix, casting evil and failure aside and triplicate. You'll envision pale sunsets feasting upon worth and value. Fully mine. Cataclysmic as karma's curtain call for the mythic invokees of her claim. But in canvas, such vast destruction drawn and callous descent of love's nurturing tit. Swiftly zoo from catacombs where an attempt to fall me failed. I'm not lost treasure maps. Broken from my dome, I'm healed in eternal rising sun. I'm creating 20 years of fantastical fortunes and unfathomable failures that nearly saw undone. Just breathe. Realizing Dawn's drunken display of clarity, the future is minus you. Declaring law, I'm fucking done. End peace. Done. End peace. That was freaking incredible. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Anyway, yeah, that was incredible. Now I can't, yeah. We've been having audio issues all night long. It's been crazy. You did an incredible job on both of those pieces, Dan. I appreciate you, Don. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being consistent. I actually, I don't know if you saw it, but I told you that uh, you had, uh, was um, going to the exceptional scribble show, and I was talking about, you know, uh, Francine's devotion to art and the craft, and I had to throw your name in there. I don't know if you saw it or not. I tagged you. You two ladies are remarkable, and I love you both. I am Sinister Spittle, mm-hmm. S-P-I-P-A-L-Y, because I do it when I talk, and I am not sinister like the motherfucking movie. I am sinister like I am the change that's coming. I am the voice in the back of your head. I say things that you only fucking wish you could. I'll be free. Google me. Good night. <laughs> Good night, hon. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes. Oh, it's Granville. We have not talked to Granville in a while. 919, you're on the air. Nine one nine, are you with me? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Naya? Hello, Granville. Yes, hello, hello. I was otherwise engaged. But I was waiting for you to link up with me because I've been trying to get you many weeks now and sometimes I, I seem to fall asleep. I, I was I was on only and then I got kicked out. I didn't know how, so I just came back in. But anyway, I am here. I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. So you, have have me on speakerphone? you have me on speakerphone. Oh, I always have you on, on speaker. Hold on, hold on, let me get some. 
How is that? Can is hear you a little better? better. A little bit. Okay. Okay. You're going to get better now. Hold on. You're going to get better. How is that? Not about the same. It's okay. I can hear you. You just have to speak loudly. Okay. Loudly, I can I can do. I was always being told, to, told that I was too loud. And I must shut up. Okay, Nyla. Uh, that any better? Yes. Sounds great. That's great. Okay, good, good, good. good, good. Yes, uh, this is Poetry Month of the Year, right? What do you call it? April is Poetry Month. That's what I say about it. Help me, Nyla. Help me. You, you there? I am here. I'm yeah. I'm here. Okay. But tonight, in honor of, of of Poetry Month, I'm gonna do something mm-hmm. something poetic. <laughs> I'm gonna do a Shakespeare. Hello? Okay. I'm gonna do a Shakespeare. This one is called Blind Fool. Our love is blind. Anyway, it goes like this. Thou blind fool love, what dost thou to mine eyes that they behold and see not what they see? To know what beauty is see where it lies yet what the best is takes the worst to be if eyes corrupt by over partial looks be anchored in the bay we all men ride why of eyes falsehood hast thou forged hooks where to the judgment of my heart is tied why should my heart think that a several plot which my heart knows a worldwide commonplace and mine eyes seeing this say this is not to put fear truth upon so foul a face in things right to my heart and eyes have he have ear and to this false plague it is now transferred thank you very much thank you Wonderful job on that, Granville. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've, I, I got to, I got to perform it this this Saturday night. Oh yeah, where are you doing that at? Uh, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> well, I hope you have fun. If you if you've got somebody there that you can toss your phone to and let them video it, that would be incredible. Say that one more time. If you can uh, toss one, or if you can give your phone to someone while you're up there and let them record it on a video, that would be very cool. 
And we can see it too. You know what? That is something that I said, that I always fail to do. When I get out there and I see the stage, I lose all sense of everything else. <laughs> I don't want to just go up on the stage and perform. I might have to walk with my son and tell him, let's go there and lay him. He'll be happy to do it for me. But I'm going to take you up on that, Naila. I'm going to take you up on that and, and perform that. Do you want me to do another one or another short one if you have time? Uh, we still have two more people to get on, and we've only got six minutes to go, so probably not. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, you, you, you continue. You, you continue this again. My name is Granville John Hedge in town out of Raleigh, North Carolina. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram of the same name. And look me up. I'm, I'm a poor advocate of myself, so please find me. Thank you very much, Nana. Right, Have a blessed you. night. You as well. Okay, I'm glad you, you had time to call in and we got you on. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Our next caller, we have uh, 863 and then 585, our last two callers for the evening. Our next caller is 863. You are on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. How you doing? Hello, my this beautiful is... Noreen. <laughs> okay, it's How good are you to guys be... tonight? I'm doing. We're doing good. Awesome. Okay, and how you doing? Absolutely wonderful. Can't wait to see what you're going to share with us. Good. Okay, and for Gary, I have um, you know, mom and dad. Okay, you know, mom, I love you. Now I'm going to cry, mom. I'm going to love you until the day I die. Mom, I'm going to be there with tears in my eyes the day you die. Now, Dad, you're the greatest thing to me. For all my life, you'll be dear to me. I'll remember fishing and fun and all the things you did for me. And I'll give you a grandson that will say the same thing to me. The end. Incredible. Okay, thank you. And um, and then for I did my homework, and I did one of the the, the prompts, and I did the one that said I will not lower my voice. And it's okay to do one of the prompts instead of fourteen lines, right? Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Okay. I did the one line prompt. I will not lower my voice. I am fed up with people coming on my front porch at three four or five in the in the morning. It's a whole new world out there since I had my camera installed on my front porch. Now I feel safe and I am prepared. I dare you come up here. Now I have weapons, my camera and my mouth. The microphone is hundred percent loud. I will not lower my voice. I search and yell when I need to. I repeat, I will not lower my voice. You don't want me to turn on the siren on my camera, for it's so loud, so loud that it'll disturb the neighbors. But I'd rather use my dangerous, powerful weapon. By the way, it's not a gun. It's my voice. I can holler so loud that it'll hurt your ears, and I will not lower my voice. You can ask a kid 
who stuck his hand in my window beside me where I was sitting alone eating a pizza a long time ago. I know his ears are damaged. You can ask the driver from UPS. I was so excited, I hollered when he delivered my very first published poetry book. My voice can be more powerful. Wait, a voice can be more powerful than a weapon. And I promise you, I will not lower my voice. The end. <laughs> I love that. Okay, thank <laughs> you. I just. Power. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I just got I just got it. Uh, the camera is installed um, Tuesday. My brother came up from Tampa, and he took um he uh, he came up here and installed it for me. Now next one he'll do the one in the in the back, out and back too. I had it for over a year, still waiting for somebody to install it install it for me. It's a solar one, so I don't have to do all wires. Good. Nobody very messy with you. Got a whole bunch yep. of poets will come, come, take care yeah. of that stuff right there. Yes, because I'm tired of it. You know, people coming up there. You know, I got the gate closed, and I want to feel safe, and it's not safe around here no more. I know Gary told me years ago it's not safe for a woman to live alone around here. I know that, but I'm taking it. You know, but I know I can do. Now I got my camera, mm-hmm. so I well, feel I'm safe now. You. Yes. Good. Good. Okay. And you have, what else are you going to share, my love? And th- 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 that is it right there. Did you have, were you going to share anything of Gary's tonight? Oh, I already did. The second one, like. Oh, his second one? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, reality of life. The necessities of of life were acknowledged by all who enjoyed them. The realities of life are not necessities to sustain life. If you are born alone, you may attain the necessities of life. That is the reality of it. The end. (laughs) Very well said. And your second one? Oh, okay. Um, okay, let me, um, um, okay, I'll read this one. I wrote this, um, last year, Sonnet 27. Okay, today is our 20, 24 years being together, I know you're still right here in my heart. Know this, I'll be guaranteeing you that I will never, ever throw in the towel. You're my sweetheart, my best friend, my teddy bear darling, my companion, my lover, my husband, and my boyfriend, and so on. I know you won't abandon me. You're in heaven looking over me. You're giving me enough love to last my lifetime. I'll always be your devotee, and I will never ever say goodbye. Listen, as I ring this bell, let us hear. I will try my best not to shed a tear. The end. Aww. That was beautiful, Maureen. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Very welcome. That was beautiful. Okay, thank you. 
Okay, and you can find um, uh, Gary and I on on. You can find our books on Amazon.com and all of our books. And then you can find us on our, our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Um, dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and then you can um, find Gary on Facebook dot com, ReverbNation dot com, and PoetryPoem dot com, and you can also find me on um, ReverbNation dot com, Facebook dot com, um, PoetryPoem dot com, and you can find us on um, every Saturday. And um, every Saturday on um, on the, uh, the the Poetry Club, um, the Saturday night show, and um, at five o'clock Eastern time, and then you can also find um, 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 okay, here every Thursday, and then for have a chat with Poet Noreen. Um, I'm still waiting on Bob about about this month, so I ain't got it. I haven't. Have a show yet lined up for this? Well, I do with Bob, but I don't know what's going on with that yet. But I do have one lined up. May May the fifteenth is going to be um, Petros from Greece. He'll oh, that's on cool. Yes, it is. All the way from Greece. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And then then in June will be a Never Give Up or AKA. OG variety. Okay. Absolutely wonderful. Make sure okay. that you post those on my page, okay? Okay, I sure will. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Oh, oh, and it, and, oh for, for the one in, for May 15th, it's not going to be at 7 o'clock at night because he is like nine hours, I think it was, ahead of us. So... For for us, it'd be the perfect time for him. Will be eight o'clock at night, but for us, it'll be what was it? I checked um one o'clock. I think I had to. I think it was one o'clock. I think one o'clock in the afternoon for us in the United That's States. That's for Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Oh. Okay. Okay. And and, yeah, and make th- sure you th- post th- on my page, okay? Okay, I sure will. Okay, and thank you for everything you do for us. You're welcome, honey. We appreciate you so much. Okay, okay thank you, and we appreciate you, too. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Okay, talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Okay, okay our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you are on the air. Well, hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Okay. I managed to get a squeeze in here. I'm glad of that. Glad about that. Um, I am glad yeah, you were through, too. I just to see your area code on there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was able to. I've been. I had a, a couple of poems that I wrote here lately. I'm not going to try to do too much, but I got. Uh, we got some readings coming up in the area and so I needed to have some things to be able to do. So some of this stuff is kind of new. Here's a little poem whose name will appear at the end. What is this? Raindrops keep falling on our heads. Drip, drip, drip. Drops of 
mentholated smog. So cool. New ports welcome Dutch blunt masters. Welcome blunt Dutch masters. Skunks, possums, rats, and bats climb. Ride up chucks of toxicity from sinkholes in an urban wasteland that swallows all now that those who could escape took flight from the old neighborhood. Long dead hair, caustic colors, the latest in fashion, backpacks and vests trimmed with Kevlar, bullet holes without. What was that? A death march, tears, a middle passage. The borders now closed as Kristallnik has passed, wounded knee is forgotten, and the daily civilian death count of children whose schooling is shortened by their lives, of those whose names ring out as cause to left, no justice, no peace, ever, when bullet fragments tear your liver, shatter your spine, rend your heart and your mother's and your children's and ours, who pay for the official results and never believe a word of it when the report comes in, and none dare call out its rightful name as it is recognized in the annihilation of the natives and so named the decimation of Europe's Jews. Call it out. Its name is Holocaust. Wow. Wow, Doug. That was incredible. Few thoughts I had on my mind. What's that? I said that was just a few thoughts I had on my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like hearing I, that. That's, that's the first time I read that. Huh? Ever? Ever? That's the first time I read that to anybody. Oh, I think it's incredible. You've got a lot Long of stuff that you haven't read, too. I think that you need to call in more often. I mean, I know you're busy, dude. I think I, I get it. But I need to. I need to arrange my schedule better. You're, okay, well, I'm going to have to be here then. <laughs> now that I heard that, I have to be here. <laughs> do we have room or time for any more? Sure, you can do another one. You're our last caller tonight. Okay, so I'm going to choose. So I was in, uh, I, I entered a poetry contest. I don't care about poetry contests. I'm not particularly caring about being judged by anybody. But one thing about a poetry contest, they usually give you a framework or they give you something to write about, which can be, you know, a prompt can be uh, very good when you might not have had a thought as to what you wanted to write today yourself. So I was in this poetry contest, and um, once you pass round one, the uh, the provider of the contest gave you uh, something to write about for round two. And what he gave me was a pair of shoes. So I have this poem called Talking Shoes. Remember we stomped down to Kansas City? Yeah. Kicking ass till we both were shitty. And Elvis had old cousin blue, old suede cousin blue, stole from Carl Perkins and his song too. Old broad shouldered Brogan Joe had his had his had taps put on his heel and toe. 
Mr. Sam put them on at the cat's paw shop. Sound like a horse. Clip clop, clip clop. And them high stitch yellow and them high stitch grays from Stacy Adams, the players, musicians, even Count Basie had them. Those gators and snakes from the swamps down south are for smooth talking players, never land in their mouth. Remember Speedo, little shoe shine boy? Man, what a touch. Mm, it was pure joy to see my reflection by just looking at you, and you could see yours in me too. So many of us the world has known, molded, lasted, and finally sown for every use and occupation to tame a, to tame a horse, defend a nation. You look a little the worse for wear, lean to one side, bottom most bare. And me, yeah, I got a scratch and a, and a scuff. For an old pair of shoes, times can be rough. This closet floor is sure dark and dusty, and these funky clothes are kind of musty. The best spots go to the newer and sleeker, a pair of red bottoms and Air Jordan sneaker. But they can't beat us when it comes to prancing, dancing, doing the boogaloo, the salsa, and dirty dancing. The weight of the world we bear with no fuss ain't nothing like some boss cakes like us. And Paul. You are absolutely incredible. That's just fun stuff to write. You want to read one more? I I, I got one more. Let's see. In fact, (laughs) this is one of those things I almost never, I almost never do. You never hear me say, "Well, here's something I just wrote today." (laughs) I never do that. I kind of hope to be more ready than that, but let's see. Oh, yeah. So they asked for eight lines maximum, and a quote had, a quote had to do with uh, living too much of your, of your day, too, living too much of your life in dreaming of tomorrow. I don't have a, 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 a rough quote of that, but that's what it was about. You know, instead of just living, it's planning too hard. So this is called Plans from Yesterday. Life at times becomes a mess, living each day only to address our best laid plans till we are numb, setting up plans for days to come. Leave little time and energy for today's things that have got to be. We, We would do better except that, hey, we're still working. We're still working plans from yesterday. End poem. <laughs> a better reading. I like you being the last caller than me. <laughs> you get, like me being the last caller. Yeah, because then I get Why my I get my dead curry fix in like big doses. <laughs> I wish I had, I wish I was a little bit more ready with these, but yeah, I kind of like this because. You know, it's it's a cyclical, you know, if you're never in the moment. You're always planning for tomorrow. And so, you know, you never get to do today because you're so busy planning for tomorrow that you're behind and you're constantly doing the plan that came about yesterday. And it's like a vicious cycle if you don't just go ahead and do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think the the Holocaust poem. I, I think we're okay. Huh? 
Go ahead. I, I, no, go I, ahead. I was just thinking. Yeah. The, so you know, I got I got these readings coming up, and um, you know, sometimes poetry can be heavy, and I I insist that it doesn't have to be because it's there's like a lot of vantage points on a lot of things, and there's you know the the human desire to be silly when you want to be, and you know you can you can incorporate all of that, and uh, you know, and and there's plenty of people around that don't mind being heavy, and I and I don't I don't uh, begrudge them that. In fact, somebody needs to speak to all the serious truths in the world. Um, but in fact, everything you speak about is the truth in the world. It's just a matter of you know, the kind of weight and the kind of spin you're going to give it. So sometimes I'm at, I'd rather make people laugh or tilt their heads and say, hmm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> suggest. You know, we all need a little bit of comfort among the chaos once in a while. Yeah, you know, and, and some, well, for me, you can get something other than me telling you what I think you ought to do about it, you know. I think you got a good <laughs> brain. You can figure it out. I just want to point out some things that maybe I see that I don't know that everybody else saw. Maybe they did. Maybe it's not, you know, so astounding as it is to me. So, but I have one question that I am curious. What's that? What should I do about it? What should you do about what? I don't know. You just said that. Better than listening oh, to you say well, you, that we, I should say that. And I'm just curious, what should I do about it? Ah, well, you know, you should you should take the twos and twos and add them up, and they got to equal whatever four is to you. You know, because <laughs> I swear, you know, I can I can sit down with some people and we can spread out the same set of facts in front of it, us both at the same time, so that nobody slipped anything in there, nobody took anything away. And with the same facts on the table in front of us, we come up with such diametrically opposed and disparate conclusions. It's like, how the hell did you get that out of that? But it's valid for you. I mean, I wonder if the the conclusion involves a baby elephant, lime jello, and a bottle cap. That's all I need to know. A baby elephant and what else? Lime jello and a a bottle cap. A baby elephant, lime joe, and a bottle cap. Yeah. Huh. If if my solution involves those things, I'm good. I'm in. Uh-huh. How often does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I'm making this up as we go. And I think I just totally got it okay, both locked. Okay, because... <laughs> but, well, yeah, you know... I knew what we were doing a minute ago, but I have no clue where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, listen, I, I'm glad I'm here with you at the end of the night. You can let it all hang out now. <laughs> You've been a good girl. You've been a good host. You've been a good host. You you listened very carefully to everyone and encouraged everyone and, and brought out the best in everyone, and now it's your turn to let it just spill it, <laughs> and that's beautiful. Now, now you got me thinking about a baby elephant, lime jello, and a, and a bottle. A bottle cap. Hmm. A bottle cap. You mean the kind with the, with the uh, that you used to have to clip off with yeah. uh, with a with a, yeah. a bottle cap remover, and so it would be like a a sickle. It'd be like a sickle cell cell. It'd be bent yeah. in the middle. Yeah. People don't know about those. We used to use those to learn how to hit curveballs. 
Yeah, we used to take a uh, yeah we used to take a broomstick, and instead of throwing a round ball that would go fairly straight, we throw one of those, knowing that it would curve and dip and 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 sail and do all kinds of things that were unpredictable. So we used we used those to train our eye and learn to hit a baseball. Well, that's awesome. See, my nonsense <laughs> resulted in something at least. The, but that was the whole story. point, really. That, there is no nonsense. Everything makes sense. <laughs> I love if, you see, if you see things that don't make sense, it's just that you don't understand. Put those same facts in front of somebody else, and it, it makes perfect sense. And it's not what you well, think it I'm is. I'm going to keep walking down the road that I don't understand because it's much more fun. Oh, yeah, because then you got so much more to, <laughs> to achieve. you got so much, much more you can learn. You know, you can be surprised and delighted. You know, you can learn to get the hell out of the way of some stuff, you know, which is a good thing to learn. Indeed <laughs> it's it is. A beautiful day. All right, Judy, tell everyone how to find you. Yes, uh, I am Douglas Curry, and uh, my presence on social media is really, you know, can you believe it? Once upon a time it was like, Hey, you got Facebook? Yeah, I got Facebook. It was a big deal. Now it's like, you still got Facebook? Yeah, I still got Facebook. <laughs> I still got Facebook. I'm on Facebook. And uh, I'm not on Instagram or nothing else. And I don't, you know, I'm not all over the place. I'm on uh, all poetry because that's what we do there. Is we write poetry and leave it there. I'm on all poetry as Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D. 99, and that's where I write poetry. That's where uh, the poetry I read tonight can be found, and poetry that I'm going to write tomorrow can be found. And uh, I would love anybody from here to visit me there. I would love to uh, to have them visit me anywhere on uh, on uh, on Facebook as well to say hello and let me read some of your poetry when you're not under the glare of the speakeasy cafe when you're trying to be as good as you can be, you know, when, <laughs> when like, after after hours you can sit with the host and just be nonsensical. That's good. I, I love feel that privileged. Um, which one, nonsensical? <laughs> yes, it's a great word. Yeah, I think so, too. So did you, I think so, Did too. you hear the writing assignment for this week? No, I got in, I got, you know, I finished doing my radio show 20 minutes to 11. So 20 minutes, put it this way, forgetting about time zones, 20 minutes before the scheduled end of your of your show is when I got a chance to tune in. So what's wow. our assignment? So the assignment was the, you can't, Uh-oh. you definitely can't. <laughs> the, oh, that's from it last was, week. The, the, the writer's block is the writer's block uh, Miss Fester assignment. It's what what I has what I'm having people do. Blah, what I'm having people do is every single day. I want you to like in a blank journal page or a notebook or something like that. I want you to start out with the words today. I'm going to, and then write whatever oh. comes to your mind for the next five minutes. And it doesn't have to be serious. It can be silly, nonsensical, you know, um, just absolutely 
as fantastical as you can make it. And just so just make up all the crazy stuff you're going to do that day and do it every single day for a week. So let me ask you, Today so that was given last week for tonight? That was given, no, that was given was that tonight. Given? There's no hurry on okay. it. You can take so a I year can... to do it, but, you know, I am telling you to do it once mm. a week. Once every day. So will you be interested in will you be interested in knowing about it if I call in next week and say, Hey, I did the assignment? Well, what I'm having you guys do is to write today I'm going to and then write for at least five minutes anything that comes to your mind. And then at the end of the week you can go through everything that you wrote all week long and try to piece together a poem out of it that's titled Today I'm Going To. So it'll probably be really abstract and fun and weird and crazy and maybe sometimes serious, whatever you guys want to do with it. But I just thought that would be a really fun, really fun thing huh. today to do. Today I'm going to. Okay. And just make up crazy shit and serious shit and then somehow at the end of all of it, figure out a way to turn it into a poem. Little bits and pieces out of everything that oh. you've written. Okay. I think I will That's I think so I will fun. do that. So I will do that. I'll start awesome. with I'll start with today. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. So we will talk to you next week if you get off the show in time. Yes, yes. I you know I'm I'll make sure you know that's a that's a recording that I have to do. So you know you can do a recording whenever you get it done. So um, it just it just trying to fit it in with other things I had to do. Um, it happens to take place on Thursday night, but I could make it take place, I guess, a little earlier or even a little bit later. I could always do that after we do this, and uh, sometimes I have done that. So, yeah, maybe I can spend a little more time, you know, with the show because I enjoy, you know, listening to everybody. Well, we enjoy listening to you. you know. Give us your Facebook page one more time, hon. Oh, sure. Uh, Douglas Curry on Facebook and on uh on allpoetry.com as manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. And that's on uh, allpoetry.com. Very good site that I recommend to everyone. <laughs> Perfect. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week, honey. Okay, babe. I'm glad I got a chance Thank to speak you. with you and to listen to everyone. Everyone should have a great night and have a great week. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am glad you were all here tonight, both readers and listeners. Thank you for an amazing evening. We're going to end the show with an audio track by Ebony Stewart called Transparent. Here you go. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. I always have a hard time writing about myself. It's easier to tell someone else's story, and I'm still trying to convince my shadow that it chose me for a reason. When I was a little girl, my first word was no. I bit people and stopped eating and talking at 10 p.m. I grew breasts before I knew what to do with them. See, I knew. There would be so many times I wanted to say yes and mean it. Biting gave me a head start at getting back at people, and since I asked so many questions, by 10 o'clock I was exhausted, my breasts. Reminding me that I was a part of some second-class citizenship in a world of dicks every time. Johnny Hart. Will pull my bra strap, I wish breast came with the receipt. Being a young woman is so hard. I'm the youngest of three, so people naturally love me. 
I'm awkward at accepting compliments. I get all embarrassed and uh uh my head, and the only thing I can think to come up with is thank you or thank you so much. <laughs> Translation, I'm still learning how to love myself. I've had the same best friend since I started liking people. One time, when I was 12, I ate a whole gallon of ice cream. My mom had to straw feed me Sprite and pat me on the back until I burped. My mother can fix anything. Her dimples are what God's got to learn agape. I downgraded to popcorn. The first boy I ever loved close enough to forever broke my heart. My favorite color used to be pink until the same boy that was quicker than my innocence separated the purest parts of me I had left. So now I don't do favorites. But everyone who gets me deep turns red, I've been told. I'm an amazing kisser and <laughs> on a platonic level, I give really great hugs. I use all of my emotions during contact because I never know when I'll be touched again. And the OCD doesn't help. Always checking and rechecking, counting all my fingers in my head with my lips right now. In case you're wondering what number we're on in this poem, 364 and counting. I have a stitched bond with a book of poems keeping me upright. There was a time when my parents loved each other for no other reason than to be the color black. I've never met those people. I was the last thing they loved collectively. I know a father who loved music and a mother who cried like a whisper because her lover started treating her like the bass and the snare drum. When people ask why I love the way I do, I sound on nothing but the 808. I speak in clouds and concrete, southern bread, Jamaican tongue, around the bullets in my throat ready to go, but, 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 the same little girl that blacks out when she gets angry is destroyer of all things. My arms be like family and the first thing that ever loved you back, and I know. It sounds like I'm bipolar, but I'm not. Okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> it's to be expected. When you have heaven and hell in your veins, I speak in thunder and lightning, bring brass knuckles and fist fights. I knew heart when she met pain. A jungle of my time flew the same little girl that ran out of paper and started writing on walls when the night collapsed into my chest. Poetry saved my life. 610 and counting. I used to think I could change people by squinting my eyes. Now I just use my words and my side eye. Mm. I'm still learning how to love people for who they are because I know being transparent isn't easy. Trust me, I know. We all right? We feeling good?